All right, let's do it. Welcome, everybody, to the We Speak English Good podcast. Tonight on my panel, got my homie from the Law Abiding Citizen singer, Andrew Banaszewski. On tonight's special guests, Brian and Damien of the Science Fashion Podcast. And of course, you know me, MC Uppy, and my man, Mike EP. I'm sorry, I always, I just always love your intro because you always get it, I like you always, it. I always get it fuck wrong. it up. <laughs> I love it, and I always it, know when I do it, it too. And it always, like, it always sounds like it's the first time you've ever done it, ever. It, <laughs> Every so time. Rare. I always want to hear it, you know, I've, I I don't think I've ever heard it Wait, after you've edited it. Do you, you just fast forward it or what? No, I, you I listen to the podcast, I see you on SoundCloud listening, I know every, you're listening. Every once in a while, like I'll show someone, they're like, ah, oh, they don't believe me, and I'll just kind of go like, here you go. And like, <laughs> watch this, This is, we cuss and talk about our dicks for two hours. I know, right? <laughs> Enjoy! Shit. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, this is the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guests are Damian Mercado and Bobby Timothy? or Bob Timothy, or Robert Timothy. Uh, they are of the Science Faction Podcast, which is a great podcast. You guys should definitely go subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your little podcast. That, um, it's good shit. I like it. I was, I was listening to some... I listened to a couple... I was, we'll bring it up later, because it, it actually connects to a question I have. Perfect. But in any case, how was your weekend, Offbeat? It was dope, dude. <laughs> it was dope, bro. It was pretty good. Well, I mean, I had to work Sunday night, but I did go to Magic Mountain on Saturday. Took the kid, hit the mountain. Was it was it was it busy as fuck? Because Oh, uh, I mean, it's always kind of busy, but it wasn't that bad. I kind of yeah. know how to hit the place. What what time you know? of day did you go? I I got there when it opened and I left. Oh yeah, we left when it about closed. But yeah. we went to we went to Disneyland on Saturday. Oh, see, you can't do that, dude, shit, man. It's fucking Satan's playground there. It's the fucking worst place on earth. Is And it costs you like an arm and a leg, dude. Yeah, it's it's like the epitome of commercialism and, and they attack your child and it, it's fucking awful. Like especially when you have a three year old who is just just jacked to the tits, always just like ready to fucking run circles and tell fucking Oh shit. It was insane. We were in an hour and a half line and he's fucking bouncing off the walls and you can see an towards the end of the day, like you can see the, the, the pure disgust in parents' eyes when they're just like <laughs> fucking sitting there with their kids. They're just fucking Shaking Ew. the fucking little fences and just fucking punching each other. That's why other. you got to stick them on them roller coasters. Man. Oh you just God. fucking stick them on those things. Like it was that awful. Blast of adrenaline. They're like, whoa! <laughs> it was. It was. And it's kind of like over, you know. And then they just kind of like take I, a deep breath. I I was just uh, the last time I was at Disneyland. 
uh, I was rolling my dick off on ecstasy and like drunk off my ass, and that was way cooler. That was always fun. <laughs> always fun. That was way cooler. My friend was sort of like she kind of like was spinning out and was not having a good time, but I was having a great time. What what's the one? The little space Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Amazing on ecstasy. Um, space Mountain. Awful with a three year old and um, terrible sober and. There were so many people, like, there there was just hordes of people, and, like, you couldn't go certain places because there was too many people in those places. It's so not they like, had to, like, direct the hordes of people to a different area of the park. It was just, ugh. It's not like it used to be when we were younger. It's just, there's, there is too many people. Too, too many people. That's why I won't go. I, that's why I do Magic Mountain, dude. There's still a lot of people, but yet, I mean, the longest line I stood in was 45 minutes. Also, you know what's kind of fucked up? If you're over 14, you can't wear a costume at Disneyland. Shut the fuck up. Do you think if you're over 14, you can wear a costume in the Magic Mountain? Fuck yeah. You wear, dude, there's fucking like half the people in that place are wearing capes and shit. <laughs> I mean, they sell them, dude. I mean, there's like poop hats. Dude, there's a poop emoji hat. No, there's poop emoji, everything. I know, but I They mean, have like poop emoji <laughs> surprises. Hey, I had the lady, because you know I have a... My vendors come in and they make like little cake pops and shit like that. I had her make poop emoji pops, dude. And they fuck you up too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking they're, just, they're medicated for sure. You and then, oh, so I had her make those and Mr. Hanky. Oh, tight. That's actually pretty cool. I was like, dude, you got to make the Christmas poo. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do the. The shit we get. Well, we got a new panelist who's never been on the show before. Andrew, how you doing, brother? Pretty good. What up? <laughs> What's the name of your band, man? Law Abiding Citizens. Uh, what? And you guys are a punk band. Yep. What? Where? What are you guys playing? When's When's your next show? Uh, we're out of San Jose. Of oh, North. you're out of San Jose. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, our next show is in San Luis Obispo, sometime late next month. Sounds with our friends since we were kids. A band from where are they from? Lancaster, Lang like California. Yeah, yeah. Lancaster, oh. California, out in the middle of the desert. Ugh. So Some these moments. guys have all been uh, Andrew and his band here. They've all been together for a lot, very long time. Actually, just coming back out, we're together when we were in high school. Oh no shit! So yep. like twenty plus years. So you guys are still rolling. Yeah. Damn, dude, you guys still tour? Have a lot of bumps and bruises. Ah, well, that happens. But yeah, do well, you guys still tour? Or? We're just starting to back again for like the fifth time. <laughs> fifth time ever? No, like yeah, like a fifth time comeback. Yeah. Oh, the fifth. <laughs> basically, fifth time, yet. fifth time comeback tour. It's not over yet. We're at baby. it for a while. Just keep humping that dream, baby. Yeah, no, Dude, it's just fun though. It's totally yeah, good. totally, man. There's nothing better than just fucking getting paid to go play music and well, you don't get paid that much. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, Mike, Mike knows that route. I do know that route, but um, fortunately, but no, it's fun. Nothing's getting better. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. If you look it up, look up uh, "Law Abiding Citizens" on Facebook. Okay. Uh, you you're so enthusiastic about it. Well, <laughs> <You're> about, <laughs> it's it's a punk. It's a I punk band. Check it out. 
look us up if you want. All, I mean, if you the, have time, all the energy on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I dabbed him out. I dabbed him out pretty good before we came. God damn yeah, it! Pretty good. I, I, I hit him up like two or three right before we left. Right before we walked out my door. So probably like it thirty minutes I, ago. I don't know something. how people function like that. <laughs> Those fucking dabs that you brought for Reina. Oh yeah, like, dude, that shit gets her pumped. She's just like ready to teach lessons and fucking like nice. go teach children and shit. She'll fucking dab out and just fucking ready to go hike and climb a mountain and paint She's the house. She's ready to go. That's beautiful. Fucking yeah, it's it's yeah. insane. Like I, I just the uh, chemistry of people's brains. I don't know. Uh, let's do some business here. Let's All right. Do it. Um. Oh my god! Look at this fucking. Holy cow! You can read that. Kind of. Um, I just got, I picked up a gig out in Fallbrook this weekend, Saturday the 20th. That will be the One Love Reggae, One Love Music Reggae Festival out in Fallbrook. And that is, um, Fluid. What is the name of the band? I'm playing with High Minded, but it's, um, also going to be playing with, um, Fluid Foundation. What? They're, do you know Fluid Foundation? No. They're a North County band. I don't know. He just called you up and said, yeah. No, no, high minded. I'm playing with high minded, but we're opening up for Fluid Foundation. Oh, okay. So I don't know what it is. It's I guess it's to help pets not be abused or drowned in a pillowcase or something. I don't oh, know. Shit. It's fucking um it's it's for a good cause, so do that, I guess. Uh let's see. Rain will be playing with the dynasty at Rosie O'Grady's on Saturday, five twenty seven. Um May 27th, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll be playing with Irie G at the Holding Company for Reggae Tuesdays. Which Are is, you playing next this coming Tuesday? Is that is like the, next week? No, no. I think Synergy is. Um, no, this is at the end of the month. This will be after Cal Roots, which the Skinks Roots Project will be playing Cal Roots. Nice. Fucking, uh, Dude, I'm stoked. The 26th, Friday, we started at 11.45 at the original stage, 11.45 a.m., so get there early. That's dope, Not. though, right there. That's the first, That's the opening stage. It's the run right when you walk in, right? I don't know. Or is it the one right around the corner, right I, by the I've bowl? never been to a uh, Cal Roots Festival. Um, also on the ticket is Revolution, Thievery Corporation, Nas, Jurassic Five. There's a soldier, Fishbone, right? Fishbones, rocking the stage. Fuck. So it's gonna be a good gig, man. Um, but we fun, just dude. we just found out today, it's, uh, dude. I know. I do, heard. You know the whole fucking thing. There's I a heard. whole fucking drama unfolding, which I cannot go into. But uh, uh, we're going. I talked to I talked to the Dreddy. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Me well, and Dreddy are homies. So, uh, well, I, in any case, we're not gonna be. Apparently, we can't camp on site now. So now we gotta go off floor, get floor space, or sleep in the van in a hotel somewhere that's like twenty miles from the fucking venue or some shit. I don't know. It was a big bummer. I might cut out early, even though Thievery Corporation is the only reason why I even care to go. Oh, and Nas, dude. Yeah, the, the rest of them can eat a dick. Nas and Thievery Corporation is a shit. I shouldn't say that. There's some good bands playing. <laughs> anyway, hoping to find something. Damn. In any case, uh, June 9th, uh, we'll be playing Winston's. Maybe <laughs> we'll be playing Winston's <laughs> for our record release show with oh, in a, <laughs> with Innovision. Uh, Saturday the 10th. Oh shit! Uh, we'll be playing with uh, Janelle Phillips at Oyster Fest with Magic and Maz Yahoo. July 12th, Winston's with uh, Carlos Culture and his night there, reggae night. 
and then we're off to Salt Lake City at the Royal, and then Ogden, Utah at the Lighthouse, and then some mystery place in Vegas that nobody seems to know where it's at, but it's booked, and we're getting paid for it. So Boom. I guess that's that. Anyways. I didn't know you guys were doing the Oyster Fest. With Janelle. Oh, you're doing it with Janelle? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, that'll be cool. I, I thought it was at the observatory, but I, apparently it's at fucking the Embarcadero downtown. That would be fun, though. Whatever the fuck that is. I don't know where that's at either. So, Anyways, that is enough babbling. We've been making our guests wait for like a, almost Let's 40 talk minutes. Let's science, okay. dude. I'm, I'm well, excited. Uh, so uh, welcome Damien and Bobby. Thank you, thank you so much for coming out. You guys got enough room there? Yeah, we're just fine. All right. You look like you're kind of struggling nice. to get in there. I, I do like that he went Brian instead of Bobby. Me too. I was like, God damn it. Because I, okay. I'm so white, I could be a Brian. Brian Check this out. Yeah, totally. That's what, exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> you nailed you Damien, but fucked up Brian. Dude, I just, I don't know <laughs> Did why. Did you write I wrote, Brian? I wrote Brian. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> that's I'll so take it as an homage to Paul Walker's character in The Fast and the Furious. There we oh, go. Of course. Oh, oh, Andrew's busy. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for coming out. I appreciate, appreciate, I appreciate you guys coming all the way down here. And we appreciate Gate you having us. Appreciate yeah. Gate and uh, rolling out the welcome wagon. Uh, we don't. We noticed you playing our, our theme song. That was oh dope yeah, of yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's, I did that for you guys. Know Jesse and Jeff mm-hmm. Billado. They right. have their thing comics talk comedy yes exactly i did that i did that for them and jesse just seemed uncomfortable really <laughs> yeah i did that for muriel too you guys know muriel uh f- she does uh, uh she does the um, uh jesus christ the belly up podcast okay. she also was like a showrunner and head writer over at the, the tonight in san diego are you saying that we handled it the best? Like, yeah. Like well, no, she was excited, but like, I just like Jesse was just like a little like off put by. It. He's just like, this is copyright cool. infringement. <laughs> I did. like, what the fuck? It's like, how fucking dare you? I hate you. No, it was all good though. I put a lot into this nice guy image. Okay. <laughs> oh, you do shit like this. Okay, I have to walk. I have to leave. It's Jesse is famously like one of the nicest comedians in San he Diego. Is. He's like one of the chillest guys who's who's also talented. There's other nice people, but they're not as talented as he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's very nice, but you could tell he has some like deep seated anger sure. that he probably just hides deep down inside himself that uh, that well, doesn't come out in public. Hey, all comedians <laughs> got skeletons in their closet there. For sure. So wait, <laughs> I'm Jesse I'm probably snaps once a year, kills a guy, and then goes puts a smile back <laughs> right, on three hundred sixty four exactly. days a year. He gets it all out in that one final thrust. Uh, so I I I know you're a comedian. But I, I'm confused because you're a comedian and an archaeologist. I am both of them. Yes, you were both at once. How is this possible? Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's good because you got a day job and a night gig at the same time. Uh, you unfortunately chose two things that don't pay super well, but uh, you know, it's fun doing both of those. But I mean, you're also breaking the mold. Like, where scientists are traditional, traditionally extremely boring people. Mm-hmm. And you're the guy I who's coming out. Just boring, not, not <laughs> <It's> extremely. Just, <laughs> so you're just excited enough just to Just on have. the other side of that line. Right. Well, like, I really dig your guys' podcast. Thank I you. think it's a, uh, it's a great combination of comedy and science. And, yeah, which, science and dick jokes. That's what we pitched <laughs> There you go. That's, uh, that's 
that's perfect. In a perfect world, every biology class would be run like our podcast. Yeah. Would, which I would have paid attention if right. I fucking if the, he would have cracked a couple dick jokes. Well, that's actually kind of how we got the idea. So we thought about this a long time ago. I, I read a lot of science articles. I basically read almost everything that comes across the major science publications. And I would sit around and chat with people like Damien and make jokes about it. And I was like, man, people would actually be interested in half of the science that gets out there that they don't hear about if somebody threw in a couple dick jokes every once in a while, right? <laughs> yeah. And this, we were so intent on starting it, and we're huge fans of like Adam Carolla, so we got into podcasts early, and we were so intent on starting it that there was a time where I was doing workout in the desert on like 10-day stretches, so I'd have to live out in the middle of the desert, middle of nowhere, in my van, and I would call up Damien, and he was living in Sacramento at the time, and literally with a tape recorder, kind of like put one earbud on the tape recorder <laughs> uh, from my phone onto the tape recorder, and the other earbud in my ear, and we that was our, our trial, that was our, our yeah. testing to try and figure it out, because we just wanted so badly, we're like, let's just, let's just fuck around with science stories a little bit. It's a can-do story about two guys that started a podcast. <laughs> What's your excuse? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so... Then how long ago did you guys start? Because you guys are almost 200 episodes deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we th those were early things that never made it to air. But yeah. I think that was probably, geez, 2011 or something oh, like that. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. early. Yeah. Got in there early. That that's that. So how long did it take you guys to like start getting traction? Because I know you guys got you guys are starting. Well, I don't know how long you guys, but you guys get emails. Right, you guys right. have We're a huge in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we actually. Nice. Made, so I had this great plan, which was a really bad idea, by the way. Don't ever do this for your marketing campaign. I was like, when we started uh, doing an actual show and we started publishing podcasts and we started getting a website and everything, I was like, you know what? I really want fans, but I want to be able to tour. So let me try and advertise in random places that speak English. So I advertise in like Australia, Denmark, New Zealand, oh, South shit. Africa. Yeah, it sounds great because it's fun. You get to like, you can watch your demographics. I'm sure you know. You can yeah, like yeah. see how, how things spread right, out. Right. So you're like, oh, I got this little cluster and then it's getting bigger and bigger. So right, people right. are telling their friends. It's cool until you realize, fuck, I can't have a live show right. because there's not a whole bunch of people hanging out in San Diego here listening. It's spread out. Right, you right. Know, it sounds cool when you're like, yeah, I'm huge in Denmark until you can't book 55 people in a local show. Yeah, yeah. totally, man. I kind of got the feeling you're really big in Denmark and I'm yeah. hated in Denmark. <laughs> oh, you were the man who takes away from the science education lessons with his constant references to penises. <laughs> it's kind of your job description, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, Let's yeah. a scientist do his work. He's trying to educate us. <laughs> Yeah, so so you guys never thought about just trying to book a show in Denmark or uh, I, that that was my ultimate goal is because I actually visited Denmark once. Yeah. I was like, this place is awesome. I'd love to play here. Uh, it's just hard to bring that around. Like, believe it or not, they don't even really have stand up there. Oh, um, yeah. And we have been lucky enough. Like, we booked a Comic Con show here because so many people come into town for Comic Con, and that's oh, our sweet. audience. So, like, we were able to pack up Madhouse. Uh, for that show, but on a regular night, right. you know, we don't have as many people in San Diego, so it's a bit harder. So hopefully, hey, everybody listening, start start listening to Science Faction yes. if you live in San Diego. Please do. It's fucking Brian excellent podcast. Brian yeah, Brian is very educated. It's very Brian's smart. Let's just let's just come up with the whitest names we can. Chet and Damien are here from Science Faction. Hey, everybody. Hey, my homies. Science is rad. Let's oh, rap about it for a second, Bobby. guys. Oh, it's okay. 
It's okay. We'll get them next time, buddy. I know. We'll get no, 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 Liz, Until you get your doctorate, you're you're masquerading as a scientist. That's this, true. This scientist only has a master's. Doesn't even have a doctorate. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's very true. That's that. That's what threw me Don't. off because he's an archaeologist, and I was like, oh, he must have a PhD. Now, fuck that. So no. educated. Not wasting my time with that shit. <laughs> fuck that. Now I'm a field archaeologist. That's the thing. When you get a PhD, nobody nobody lets you stay in the field. You're you're writing reports all day, so you're in an office someplace. Like uh, no way. I I have spent my career i've been lucky enough to you're not like indiana jones dude from egypt no fuck egypt way more interesting stuff here we have we have some of the oldest occupation in all of the western hemisphere in all of north or south america there's all kinds of cool shit i've been me and this dude right here we're from the desert right on so i mean what part of the desert uh the mojave desert the high desert so like right by death valley Mm -hmm. base of the sierras i mean tons of uh high petroglyphs Mm -hmm. Um, we have a lava field that has this like huge like I've been to it lava field that has this huge like uh, indentation where they've actually cut out the obsidian mm-hmm. and it's like this huge like mine you know I guess yeah. where the Indians mined obsidian uh, all around there so um, dude I know what you're talking about um, I've been to some of the, like the cliff dwells out right. in Arizona. And- no, we got some awesome stuff. Like La Jolla. La Jolla is a village site, the entire thing. They have super some of the oldest remains in all of the Americas is sitting underneath the Chancellor's house in La Jolla. <laughs> and it's so old, the village is so old that most of the village, or at least some of it, is actually La Jolla Bay because it was from so long ago that the sea level was, you know, 150 feet lower. So La Jolla Bay itself is a village site that's been inundated with water. Oh, oh wow. shit. Fun fact, the La Jolla Comedy Store is the original adobe structure uh, originally <laughs> built by the Native fuck. Americans. No, it was not. <laughs> Nor did they use adobe. They were the first <laughs> the first they were the first tribe to use comedy to ease the stresses of the day. Yeah, uh, is, there's was a lot it of stresses. Originally there. called the Comedy Store. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah, so originally, it's, just, but, it's but an it, odd linguistic it's coincidence kind of there. A, well, you have to understand in Native American it was pronounced maze. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> maze. Well, I, w- I was just listening to one actually today where you guys were talking about the mammoth. Um, right. I mean, that was discovered years ago, but right. like the guy who you have personal relations with, mm-hmm. can you kind of give people a personal walk through that? Yeah, personal relations. <laughs> personal relations. <laughs> I blew him a few times. I wouldn't call it that personal. Oh, man. <laughs> He's a field paleontologist, Richard Cerruti, that I've known. I've, I've worked with for, geez, I don't know, going on 10 years now. And uh, he, this, like I said, it, he, it's like the worst kept secret in the San Diego field science community. He's been talking about this forever since the early 90s when he found it. And I, I heard it when I was when I was younger, when I was a young archaeologist, and he was like, yeah, I got this site. He didn't know at that time that it dated to 130,000 years ago. He thought it dated even older, like 500,000 years. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I have this site where they basically busted up the bones of a mastodon, and it's really old, and we have stone tools there, meaning that there was some kind of hominid here before us in North America, which would be crazy. Like, that, that would totally upend all that we know about archaeology and paleoanthropology, because homo erectus and all those other hominids they didn't make it here and so that would that would literally be like the biggest science story of the decade i flipped out as a young scientist and i was like oh my god i want to see everything and he brought me his reports and it was decidedly not a at least not for sure an archaeology site he had mastodon bones but the things he claimed were tools maybe were maybe weren't maybe weren't of the same time period but most importantly he didn't have this these lithics that we would expect at a mastodon site and so even back then when i was like a 20 some odd year old kid i was like 
bro, this isn't an arc site. What are you <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And he found kept, some shit. And but... he kept making all these excuses. And then eventually, when nobody would kind of go along with him in the archaeology community, he brought in this fringe archaeologist from elsewhere who has no, a, a, a bunch of like bad ideas and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> the expert right, was this. right. And he brought in that guy, and the guy was like, yeah, totally. This is totally a site. And when people, other scientists, brought up the same objections I did, uh, uh, you know, hey, you don't have lithics. He's like, that's okay. We have other sites without lithics, uh, like this other. <laughs> Mastodon site that's 30,000 years old and I was like there's no Mastodon site and I looked it up and it was just that one scientist uh. who had come up with it so he's basically like <laughs> you know that rule it doesn't apply because there are exceptions that uh, only I accept <laughs> He needed he needed that grant money. Right, right. And so I wrote a whole blog about this. We did a whole thing on our show, and I started getting all this hate mail from people who were like, no, fuck you. We Whoa. love this Mastodon site. Holy so shit. it's that like people are siding with the guy without right. the evidence yeah. to back up his theory. Yeah, and it's not like he has no evidence. He's got a very interesting site. It's very, very interesting. He just doesn't have the type of evidence you would require for the claim he's yeah. making. And I pointed that out, and people love like special stories, right? Mm. They love outlandish stories, especially if it's local. So there's a lot of local people who are like, uh. yeah, San Diego Pride, man. <laughs> yeah. 130,000 years the ago, fuck, there were some hominids running around here. Yeah, and KSI so I, News doesn't want to take their retraction back. <laughs> yeah. Mike Turco's been after me like a motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. It ain't right. Yeah, and so like I got a bunch of hate mail and stuff, and so that's been one of our ongoing things is now I, I think I, I'm going to have to start a segment where I just read the hate mail I get on a regular basis because now that it's percolating out, you know how Dude, things work. People listen to your podcast a week later. Yeah? Well, yeah. We I still yeah, do, but I don't read it on, on air anymore. I used to love it. Because oh it facilitates God. more. Like, right. I don't know if Dude, you've ever... it was so great. The hate mail was awesome. But it like mail that... It, it was funny, though, because like back when, we, when Mike would read the hate mail, we were doing podcasts that were like two and a half hours. I mean, they were long. Right. They were really long podcasts. Like Rogan style. Yeah. yeah. And they were really long ones. And she would be like citing stuff that was like near the end of the podcast. Yeah, so like, I'd be like, holy shit, this lady listened to two and a half hours of fucking shit. Just to re- be like, angry. To be angry the whole time. Which is, which is, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have both of you guys gotten hate mail? Have both oh, you guys I don't know. No, it's mostly directed to shows. Like, I remember yeah. one was directed towards someone in specific, because like, uh, someone specifically, because uh, we'll have like different panelists sometimes, like Andrew is our panelist today. Um, Andrew, get prepared for some fucking hate mail. Man. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is I fucking hate Andrew. This is it, I'm ready. I have a lot of controversial him. opinions. Just yeah. prepared yeah. to reap the whirlwind. Watch out. I'm good. It, I'm ready. So, so like, what was interesting is that so this dude's had this um, this theory for a long time, mm-hmm. but it started getting more news because he wrote a letter to right. Was it Nature? Maybe? Nature, which is like the most prestigious journal around. Yeah. And people confuse letter with peer-reviewed science article. Yeah. So they're like, hey, man, it's in Nature. It must <laughs> be true. Oh, shit. And in fact, nobody other than his own team has looked at this stuff or analyzed it and stuff. And so, yeah, I pointed that out. If you guys get interested, you can check out our website at www.thesciencefaction.com, thesciencefaction.com. And uh, if you do that, you'll see on the blog page, I, I go into detail. I kind of tear apart the, the, the letter and, and propose a bunch of different explanations. But since that goes out, and you'll probably know this you put out a podcast not everybody listens to it the week you put it out right exactly. it percolates down and so <laughs> as it's doing that i'm just getting more people who are hearing it for the first time like oh, you shit. motherfucker let uh, me tell you motherfucker you're like here. yo that was like two years ago yeah right <laughs> but okay so i don't know if you got you you listen to rogan then sure so he just recently had uh, i think the other day Graham Hancock. Oh, my arch nemesis. Okay, so yeah, I was interested <laughs> in your opinion because he has all these theories mm-hmm. about um, uh, Gobekli Tepe. 
Go Black Tepe, yeah. Yeah, and like, um, and then some things with the Sphinx and stuff. Right, right. Um, and then they had Michael Shermer on, who's from Skeptic Magazine, right. and they just sort of went at it. Did you hear the podcast? I have not heard that specific one. It's hard for me to listen to Graham Hancock. <laughs> like, uh, well, he has that, that mesmerizing British accent. That's true. I feel like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. his entire success. <laughs> he's like, you can say whatever the fuck you want with the British accent. People are like, he must know what he's talking about. Yeah, this guy, uh, he must be smart. I got to buy some Grey Poupon. Um, yes. So the, the thing was that he believes that an ancient civilization existed that taught these, um, I don't know, hunter-gatherers mm-hmm. um, how to build really, uh, you know... Megalithic architecture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, okay, thank you. <laughs> Big stone shit. Right. Big stone but like, shit. Yeah. Really yeah. exquisite, Layman's like terms. very uh, complicated right. carvings and stuff like that. And they were taught these, these people... Um, that, that's about as far as I could go in the, talking about this, other than... Um, Damn, dude, I don't want to hear that one. Well, no, no, uh, I was going to okay, let so you... There's, there's no, there's nothing good that can come from here. <laughs> like, like even if you absorb 1% of what he says, that's still, you're still a, le- a worse oh, person. Yeah. Could, so, really? could you, I mean, are you are you familiar with Absolutely. his argument? And yeah, yeah. Can you just sort of explain it better than a, a mumbling dipshit <laughs> here? <laughs> right, so basically, uh, Graham Hancock, I, I always use this example. If you guys are familiar at all with martial arts, you guys know those old, those like Thai whatever guys who, who yes. claim to have energy balls and stuff? <laughs> yes, yes. The old men will be flipping like 400 right. pound gorillas. Yeah. Graham Hancock is the that guy of archaeology, basically. <laughs> like, it's it's almost all bullshit wrapped in a sweet British accent. <laughs> and so he studied an ancient form of archaeology? I, th- I that think still so. studies dinosaurs? I think so. Uh, but. <laughs> But so I, I basically his his argument is look at Gobekli Tepe, which is this Anatolian this thing in Turkey, uh, super old site, like 14k around there. It's got megalithic architecture. It's got all this big stone stuff. And on that, uh, he says, look at it. I think this just had to be an advanced civilization. This can't be done by hunter gatherers pre agriculture, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he leaves out a bunch of stuff. He then has a sphinx theory. Oh, the sphinx is much older. Right. First of all, that theory is so easily blown out of the water because the sphinx is actually a rock quarry for some of the other Egyptian pyramids that mm. are very solidly dated to historical figures. Like, we know exactly when those are built because we know when the person died whose tomb it is. Yeah. And you had to build the pyramid first to get to the Sphinx because you had to cut the rocks out to make the Sphinx. Right. Um, and they actually, we know exactly why there's water erosion there. It's because before this road got moved, that was actually a major waterway that forced all the rainwater through. His calculations, he's like, look, this geologist said that there was, look at this, this water erosion it can only be from this much rain. Well, yeah, if it's just out in the middle of nowhere, if it's basically on the backside of a river all that erosion happens much right. faster. So yeah. it doesn't need to be that long ago. And he was saying that the rain that could have caused the erosion was rain that was from like thousands right. of years. Because right, right. he's basically saying that you would take a lot of rain to do this, which is true if it wasn't also on the side of essentially a causeway, a waterway that, <laughs> that funneled water through it, in which case you don't need that much. Uh, and then Gobekli Tepe is is just he is just not as familiar with kind of the history of mankind. We have a bunch of stuff. We have Chattahoyuk over there, which I actually did some undergrad work on, which is another like thirteen thousand year old site, which is one of the first towns. Basically, mm. it's really really cool, and there's super interesting stuff. And I think one of the things that gets frustrating with Graham Hancock is he takes this stuff that is really interesting and everybody should get excited about and then he adds magic to it and then ruins yes. the whole fucking thing <laughs> fucking like, like gunpowder uh, in the fire it's like emerald but like <laughs> bang. bang um 
Was that was that? But like, that, was, that was, was the Bam that guy. Was no, it? it's oh, Bam. 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 It's Bam. Oh. <laughs> you can't get it right to that, man. Fuck, man. Dabs. dabs. It's fucking dabs. It's um, an infomercial against dabs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do them. So, so what? What? So what? Where is Graham Hancock wrong with the go? Gobekli Tepe. Thank you. Uh, basically, what we're seeing with Gobekli Tepe, and the reason that it's really way more interesting than what he portrays, which is there's these advanced civilizations and stuff, it's like, no. First of all, the, the first argument is any super advanced civilization we're going to see the record of archaeologically. And there is none. you know. And when he claims, hey, look, we have these advanced civilizations. Okay, well, where are the artifacts? Where's the evidence of it? You know, If, if those existed, they'd be here. And you hear Joe Rogan sometimes say like, oh, this stuff will all be gone in a short amount of time. I love Joe Rogan, but he's totally wrong about that. I go outside <laughs> every day and I find five, six, seven, eight thousand year old sites that are just stone tools, you know, stuff mm. like that. That stuff lasts forever. You have things like ceramics and more advanced cultures. That stuff lasts for a long time. You, you find house pits, you find stuff. It doesn't go way heck you can go to australia literally walk around and find forty thousand year old hearths with fish bones in them sitting on the surface like we have evidence of when human beings do things it doesn't mean we find everything and maybe there was some civilization we don't know about but the time to start believing that is when you find the actual artifacts right uh what we see at gobekli tepe is this awesome basically built environment they built these big megalithic stone stuff that we haven't even fully ex- like excavated because it was purposely buried with sand mm. and uh it was made by basically hunter-gatherer people who happened to be in the same area where we had domestication of plants later on so they had a bunch of food so they didn't have to run around a whole lot hunter-gatherers only work three day three hours a day so yeah. if you think about it they actually have a whole bunch of time to do stuff. Right. and uh they built all this great stuff it was very advanced for their time very interesting it was probably the precursor to all the civilization we know and all of that is way more interesting than imagining some <laughs> fantasy thing that doesn't right. actually exist somebody's never seen game of thrones because that's, right. that's way more interesting than medieval history and the valerian <laughs> steel lasts for a long time <laughs> that's how we know it's not true yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I, this is just coming from uh, some asshole who's just right. listening to podcasts <laughs> while washing dishes. Like, we love the assholes who listen ass. to our podcast. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I just, I wanted to bring that up to mm-hmm. you because uh, I just listening to your podcast, I can hear that you're very fact oriented. Arch nemesis, Graham Hancock. <laughs> Hancock, I challenge you to a duel to the death. Yes. Oh, my God. Ian, what I about like you? It. Armed with your dabs, I feel like you got some really deep science question that, <laughs> well, you, that you need well, answered. Well, I'm enjoying listening to like this. I'm like, lear- I'm, I'm, I really feel like I'm learning right now. I mean, I'm into this kind of shit. So I to hate me, this I'm byproduct like, of him. Like, you, to you, me, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like mesmerized. I'm like, dude, I'm learning about the Goblia Tekka. Yeah, go look up Gobekli Tepe. Go look go up. Back, go, <laughs> <laughs> go look up Chao hey, Huyuk. just as bad as you, dude. Oh, dude. I'm- <laughs> That stuff's super interesting. No, it's amazing. I mean, You're like, watching. I have the... no idea about this place, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! I'm actually gonna go look this shit up. And you're later seeing on. the birth of modern modern civilization. Everything we know comes from there. Like people think of Europeans as being like, ah, oh, these are people who went to Europe and that's where they evolved and that's where they migrated. Yeah. Fuck no! Every single European is essentially a Middle Eastern guy because what happened is you had all these native hunter gatherer populations who'd been living in Europe for like forty thousand years off on their own, and then farming gets developed in the Middle East. Especially in Turkey and places like Gobekli Tepe and Chattahoyuk, farming gets developed. So that's that, where everybody migrates. To. No, no, no. Those people spread out. 
they've got crops. Oh, because they got food now. Right. They travel. And seven to 9,000 years ago, there's this genetic infusion of Middle Eastern or Anatolian DNA into all of Europe. They essentially come and take over. And then later on, they get pastoralism. They get like domesticated animals. And 6,000 years ago or something, they come and do it all again. So like, I, that's why I always love like white power people. I'm like, you motherfuckers are fucking, you're more Middle Eastern than you know. <laughs> you're descendant from brown, baby. And I'm picturing like a Southern family packing for a vacation. They listen to this podcast. Like, oh, all Europeans yeah. are actually Middle Easters. Babe, cancel the flight to France. We ain't going. I got an email, right? <laughs> they got Sharia over there, and I don't even know what that means. I mean, that's before we even go back to the fact that for millions of years, we were African a lot longer than we were anything else. Well, yeah, oh, that, right? that, that, you just blew that guy's mind. He's, yeah. he's going to kill his family now with that information. <laughs> oh, man. Who is that wrestler? Chris, Chris Benoit. Benoit. Right. Thank you. <laughs> did, he, did he do that because he found out that we're all yes, African? Yes. Holy shit. You learn something new every day. Figured it out. Whoa. Chris Benoit. Ugh, it's it's professional wrestler who murdered his family and suffered from extreme concussion oh, syndrome. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I it was probably. That. That's right. The, he was the. The Canadian crippler. I do like that Damien has renamed CTE uh, Extreme Concussion Syndrome. Like, it sounds like something the WWE <laughs> is marketing. <laughs> it's an X Games thing, yeah. and, it's, and it's the most elaborate way you can to get a traumatic brain injury. Come get Extreme Concussion Syndrome. Well, I mean, a lot of that shit's coming out now with the concussions. and yeah. um, Especially it, with those wrestlers. I would assume they get concussions every yeah, night. Wrestler, Junior Seau, mm -hmm. you know, like, he fucking put a bullet in his heart. Dude, we knew it for a long time, though, right? Because we had punch drunk boxers. We've had those yeah. for decades. Oh like God. we Muhammad knew about those. Ali, yeah, like the the most televised, worst one ever. Right. I mean, we you watched you Shakes. watched him, fucking you watched his, him decline. You I I saw an interview with him years ago where they had him and Joe Frazier in a room together, and uh, they hate each other. Well, at least Joe Frazier certainly hates Muhammad Ali. <laughs> And like now that Joe Frazier, who like was embarrassed publicly in his prime many times by Muhammad Ali, sees he saw him with Alzheimer's and was making fun of him. And like he was <laughs> he was catching a lot of shit for making fun of like the greatest of all time with Alzheimer's. But I don't think the average person knew the history between those two. Right. And plus, yeah, Muhammad Ali was an extreme shit talker. Oh yeah, I'd be like, dude, Muhammad Ali was trying to tear me up, and I didn't say shit. He, Joe Frazier, didn't talk that much. It'd be funny if Frazier's like, "This is the twentieth round, bitch. I just waited you out. <laughs> yeah, now I'm." Winning. Rope a dope, bitch. <laughs> well, Joe yo, 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 yo. He was the son of sharecroppers, and Muhammad Ali would always make him seem like he was the he was the white person's uh, he oh, was the white person's fighter. He was right. an Uncle Tom. You can't trust Joe oh, Frazier. So, Joe Frazier fucking hated him. That's that's funny. Or he claims he gave him Alzheimer's or Parkinson's <laughs> or whatever the fuck he has. <laughs> Joe Frazier gave me Alzheimer's. I loosened <laughs> the lid for four men. And <laughs> God damn it! Sorry, my mic thing here is just. Hey, you know what? You guys do questions about aliens or anything? You got well, no. Well, actually, I was interesting because I have this rock with some very vague understanding of like the the God particle and um, Ooh. and you know the hedron collider mm -hmm. and how that kind of proved it. Um, I don't really got a question other than can you kind of explain <laughs> it to me so my sure. thick brain can absorb it. So the hadron collider basically. Just a, you're, you're basically just a, a, a large uh, particle accelerator in, yes. in Europe. And uh, the Higgs boson, which also nicknamed the God particle, gives everything its mass. And we knew that this particle had to exist because of some physical equations. And uh, we needed some really, really powerful 
explosions, essentially, of very small things in order to prove it. And uh, eventually they did. We, by the way, this is the, the story people don't talk about. That should have been an American discovery. We were on the way to having the largest particle accelerator in the world. After CERN, we were building one in Texas. It was going to be gigantic. Tish. And it was going to be basically the size of uh, the Large Hadron. But we lost funding halfway through. Now, we not before we wasted billions of dollars building this. You can actually go and buy this surplus from the government because they're selling it now on like eBay. You can go <laughs> buy shit. this decommissioned particle accelerator that should have discovered the Higgs boson. That should have been an American discovery. But we sat on our asses. We cut the funding. And then it ended up going to uh, CERN, which you know completed it much later than we would have. At that government auction where they're auctioning off a, a, a particle accelerator, you know there's a ton of supervillains in that Oh, audience. totally! <laughs> Absolutely! How would this particle accelerator help me defeat Superman? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so, Dude, that's crazy. So the God Particle is, which I'm going to just totally butcher this, but it, it's what... Um, Com- keeps it's like the glue that keeps ma- that that kind of like brings mass together, sort of like um, okay, I'm ruining this. That's please. okay. Like, hey, just just the stuff it. Just so the two so particles basically you have the god particles. So these two particles come together, create an explosion. Well, first one and particle gives fuse, the other one like its rib. Fuse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or what? No. So. Uh, it's, it gets hard to explain kind of from a just jumping in there. We'd have to go back real far. But but regardless, and, and I, I, will pre- I will preface this that I'm not a particle physicist, um, but the, the basis of it is that basically we have particles uh, that do things. So, um, oh shit, I'm going to have to go back real far on this. All right, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip ahead. All right, skip ahead. Skip ahead. Uh, all things have mass. We don't know why uh, they do, and we don't know why that that mass affects gravity. So gravity is actually actually can do things like bend light and bend space time. And a lot of times we think of gravity as like a, a warping of space time itself. That's mm-hmm. why things get drawn into it. There's a famous example of if if we all grab a, a sheet and hold it super tight at the edges, right? So it's flat. Then we put a bowling ball in the middle. Right. Think of that as mass distorting space time. Think of the sheet as space time. The bowling ball is mass that distorts it. Now, yeah. if we roll a ball on that sheet, it's going to circle that that bowling ball. Right. Right. Around. That's exactly what's happening with gravity. That's why satellites fall, spin around. That's why the moon spins around us. It's kind of a similar thing, except with 3D space time. So for a long time, we had a hard time explaining what actually gave matter its mass what made that happen and the higgs boson is like the subatomic particle that is actually responsible for mass and then vis-a-vis that gravity and everything else okay fuck <laughs> <laughs> no i got it Dude, i was just i was just think man that's crazy so because so, energy doesn't have mass in that same sense and so that's kind of it, it's in a way it's kind of the discrepancy between that so with this discovery what are the possibilities uh fucking nothing nothing, nothing at all <laughs> can't do shit with it no anti-grav nothing <laughs> now these are theoretical shit maybe sometime along in the future they're gonna figure out something to do with it but all that stuff when you get into to particle physics man all that is theoretical it's still right. important right because you want to understand the world and the right. universe around you but nobody's getting a faster iphone from it don't get <laughs> Oh, shit now because well, that thing is massive well it's just that fucking what's interesting about like these particle theories and with the god the uh god particle or was it Higgs, Higgs, Higgs boson is that you can only get so far and then they're just like okay now it's magic right it's yeah, like, yeah so now it's like okay and like so that's what's always interesting to me and that's 
That's why I, I can't. magic. <laughs> well, it is. He's not that. He's not wrong, man. Yeah. Like that is a lot of quantum theories. Like essentially, at this point. So here's some like. So we we all know that like matter exists or it doesn't exist, right? right? And one of the first laws is that matter can't be created or destroyed. It can only change forms and stuff like that. Except once you get into the super small quantum field, all of a sudden those rules go out the window. You have oh, these little. Now you have like creating mass. Well, kind of. You have these quantum particles that just appear out of nowhere and disappear out of nowhere and fucking move around and. It's, it, all the rules go out the window when you get into the super small, and that's why the f physics is all divided across that. You either have quantum physicists who deal with all this weird shit that works on probabilities, where it's like, you know, in, in the real world, I'm gonna put my hand on this table, I can do this like this, and, and my hand is gonna stop on this table. In the quantum world, out of it's all probability. So ev out of every 10 times I put my hand on the table, five times it'll bounce off the table just like it does right now, two times it'll go right through the table, Two more times it'll uh, fly up and, and, and into the ceiling, and then one time it'll just appear in Shanghai. And like <laughs> nobody knows Fuck yeah, why. It's like a DMT trip. Yeah. <laughs> what I gotta do to get my hand to leap back? So all the rules that govern. <laughs> yeah, let, come on. Wait, wait. Whoa. It's gone. That ru those rules are like totally different. The rules that govern anything bigger uh, than that level are totally different than the rules that govern all this, the smaller stuff, which is why the holy grail of all of physics is the unified field theory. Einstein tried to do it for decades. He couldn't do it. Hawking wants to do it. Everybody wants to get the unified field theory. Nobody can so far. And that's basically one set of rules that explain everything from the super small shit to the really big stuff. Uh, What's the most realistic aliens, uh, humans interacting with aliens movie? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Contact. About fire Contact in the sky. The fourth, how about uh, the fourth kind? The, the fifth uh, element. I want to know. That's pretty good. You know, the duck thing. Encounters of the fourth kind. <laughs> He's just naming movie. Yeah. I want to well, know. What it is. That's a fucking real movie. I know that's it is. It was a documentary. I saw it. What the fuck? Richard Dreyfuss. I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm saying that you just naming movies now. The that third kind. He, he asked the question. It was a documentary. <laughs> God I damn it. It's real. It. Said it was on based, based on the true story of the true story. <laughs> Why is contact the closest thing you believe that? Because uh, it's information based, like so, you know, they send information back to the past. Want to correct? He said contact. Yeah. Um, Wait, is that is that, no, was that what arrival. you said, Jody? No, Jody Foster. No, I was He's saying contact. Contact, really? Yeah, yeah. That piece of crap. Okay, fine. You said contact, though, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I, I said. Oh contact. no, you said contact. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you said the arrival. No, he was wrongly trying out, to correct. You. I live out by we. That's where we're from. By a field You're, of those big ass things. Oh, big satellite yeah, those telescopes. Big satellite fucking things. Fucking because cancer. Going out towards Bishop. Big ass by the geothermal plant. Well, so like here, here's the physics of everything. Anybody who thinks we're the only intelligent life in the universe has a pretty fucking lot of explaining to do, right? Because <laughs> hasn't it's heard so, of Skynet, right? It's <laughs> it's so big. We have this fucking gigantic universe. It's huge, billions and billions of stars, billions of galaxies, all multiplied on top of each other. And so we know that there's uh, you know a whole bunch of planets around most of those stars, and so therefore. Life is just kind of this biological process. We should see life a lot of places, and eventually, statistically, some of those should be intelligent, right? So there should be intelligent life. God only made us. That's right. <laughs> God only loves us in America. I saw that in that, that fourth kind documentary. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But those same numbers that say it would be almost impossible for us to be the only intelligent life on, in the universe, those same numbers also show us that it would be near impossible for any of them to get anywhere near us. Because even if you traveled near the speed of light, so like according to the laws of physics, you can never actually travel the speed of light. But even if you traveled near the speed of light, it would take hundreds of thousands of years to get anywhere. 
So, yeah. so like, unless you have these cruise ship spaceships that are going with a whole bunch of aliens that eventually show up to a place, in which case they're not going to be darting in and out and leaving. They're probably going to come and colonize us or something. <laughs> they're like, uh, fuck, we made it. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, let me get my feet on the ground. It's been 100,000 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to put that in perspective, like 200,000 years ago, we weren't even homo sapiens. We weren't, we weren't human beings. We are in the same species, right? So, like, think of that amount of time. And, and also, nobody fucks up and blows a spaceship up in that amount of time, and they don't run out of fuel and all that stuff. So it would be really space. hard for them to get here. What but we, what they could do is send us information. They could send us, you know, a, a dick signal. Picks, yeah. <laughs> Alien I don't dick even know what this, this is. Like, Swipe yeah. left. No, thank you. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, no, I like it. I like it. That that makes sense. Yeah, it's especially like with with if if the theory that that we're living in an infinite space, right? Um, it's just like there's infinite possibilities of everything. Yeah. So, but that's a theory of its own, right? The infinite space. Yes and no. Theory. It's 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 really interesting because it depends on how you define like infinite and a bunch of other stuff. Like there are places that we will never see, basically, and there's a, you can almost say that within our own universe there are multiple universes because yeah. there are places that we won't ever be able to see or talk to no matter what because they're actually expanding away. So the whole universe is expanding, right? And we can prove that through the Doppler effect and everything. It's expanding at a certain rate so that there are parts in the far off reaches of space that are actually expanding faster than the speed of light, which means mm. even if somebody sent a signal at the fastest the laws of physics will allow it to send, it, will, it can never reach us <laughs> yeah. because they're going away too. It's like throwing it's uh, going away too fast. Right. right. It's like it's like driving 90 miles an hour and, and throwing a baseball 30 miles an hour mm. out the back. It's never going to go get back to where you started from. Mm. So. It's going away. That's that might as well be another dimension, right? Because we're never going to contact it. We have no experience with mm -hmm. it. We can never get in, get in contact with whatever lives in there. So we might as well call that like another universe. Uh. And in those senses, yeah, man, there there's just shit everywhere that we'll never possibly know about. Aliens, yeah, I mean, smart I was, things. I was watching uh, this thing on just the size of planets the other day, and it was like it was like going through the size of the stars, and mm -hmm. I knew when it got up to about the white dwarf. Yeah, I've heard of the White Dwarf, but then Peter Dinklage. <laughs> but then, but then it came, but then it kept going. Right, and I forget all the other ones, but yeah. it, it it was like it when it got to the biggest one. I forget what they called Blue it. Giant, probably. Yeah, it was it, whatever the biggest one was. They superimpose or whatever. They bring up like the size of Earth and they put it like next to it. Oh yeah, and it is literally just. It might as well not even be there. It might as well. It's crazy. Well, one fun fact that I didn't know before I started doing this podcast was that uh, basically all planets that are like Earth are going to like that are that are the same uh, chemical chemical composition, the same minerals will be about the same size. Does that hold true? So all white dwarfs will be have a very similar composition, and all yeah, but I mean gas giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you're right, actually. So rocky planets like the Earth are are only a certain size. Once they get bigger than that, they basically doesn't work and so you have large planets like jupiter Damn, and stuff that are gas on you, brad <laughs> brad just just no, brad or white, brian white names that was out of man brent <laughs> it's brent i know it's damien <laughs> oh wait a minute. we interrupted something i look more like a brad though for being I honest I just, like, you remember you we were like using white names hey that's just... we call him jewish brad that's jewish <laughs> brad over there <laughs> Jewish Brad with with a, a Latino last name. Yes, not one but two. I changed my last name. It used to be Camacho. <laughs> I changed dude, it to Mercado. Dude, how funny ah. is this? So I've known Damien forever. We've known I've known him since we were kids. 
he's been Damien Camacho as long as I knew him. And then he decided to change his name to Damien Mercado. And I was, I used to make fun of him so much. I was like, why would you go from one Mexican name to another? It's such yeah. a lateral move. <laughs> Damien Market. Yeah. Um, I used what, to say I had the nose. I should have gone for like Goldberg or something. Yeah, right? Get, <laughs> get a fucking Fine job time. every once yeah. in a while, right? <laughs> Stop getting this resume thrown in the trash. Uh, what, uh, what, why did you change your name? Uh, I got gay married. Oh, and I'm a bottom, just straight <laughs> up bottom. Damn. No, that, so that's like the, the, when you're a guy who says you change your last name, you don't you don't realize that this is this isn't a situation a lot of people have. So a lot of people, I they they give me a look like you got gay married. That's that's one. B, you your wife is super domineering, or C, you joined a cult. Yeah. Uh, but no, the real reason is that uh, my grandfather is the guy who raised me. I don't really know my dad that well, oh, okay. so I was throwing him. He had no male heirs. Okay. He, he didn't even he didn't even do the guilt trip lay the guilt trip on me. I just you was just trying to get in so. on the will. But uh Nice, perfect. Well, did no. it work? No, no, he's still alive. But I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my actions have written me out in every other way. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, initially like the first thing that came to my head was that you were like um it was like you hated your family and uh. so that uh, none of the power bottom or anything <laughs> like that came to me. Oh, that's you loved the market. He loved the Mexican market. Or that I was yep, adopted would work. But you know, I didn't discover this. I was a Camacho for 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 twenty five years of my life. I want to say like for twenty five years, my last name was Camacho. I had no idea what that meant. Mercado, everybody knows that. That's market store, whatever, right? <laughs> uh, so you can assume that at some point, my Mercados were like uh, uh, they owned a store or something. Right. They were they were merchants. Okay. Camacho translates to he who is disabled, like like the retarded <laughs> guy in town. These guys are lazy fuckers. <laughs> That uh, they're just, just, just some Down stupid. syndrome guy somewhere in Spain with Camacho and uh, <laughs> finally like came right, on the right Camacho. toilet seat. <laughs> it's funny because that guy's name that's Camacho. <laughs> it's Norm. It's Camacho. It's, it's probably not too far off because Mexicans are really upfront like that. Like yeah. they'll just call a fat kid Gordo. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Gordo. Hey, it's Camacho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was Damien Retard for a while. I had no idea. <laughs> You're allowed to say that because you are one. Oh, that's, oh. that's right. No, it both works at both levels. Right, it's, yeah, it's meta. Right, yeah. Double entendre. Ooh, man. Getting deep double level comedy here, folks. That's what you would expect weekly on Science Faction. Aliens <laughs> <laughs> to retards. TheScienceFaction.com. That's right. Um, so, comedy. Damien, what what is that all you do? Is that is that all I do? No, no. I'm what, getting an MBA right now. I'm uh, oh, currently uh, living the high life off the Montgomery GI Bill. Hey, yeah, turns out if you have the right shitty job in your 20s, they'll pay you like like well, like well <laughs> down the road. Yeah, well, no, I have a buddy who's 36, still getting fucking pieced off from the Navy. Oh yeah, yeah. doing fucking going to school and. Doing all that computer stuff. That yeah, he just had to go on vacation for a few years after the <laughs> desert, and now he gets all this free He's stuff. Like, what hey, the well, fuck, man? What, Government what, cheesed it for a minute. What what branch? Oh, I was in the army. Oh, I was okay. in yeah, yeah, worst job in the world. If I if, yeah. if, if there's somebody out there spinning their wheels <laughs> and is able to get like uh, your early, in your early twenties, and you think you can give up pot for long enough to, to get in the <laughs> army. I, 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 I don't join the army. Join the navy. Yeah, or the air force. You know, go yeah. go get some jobs that translate. Out. Damien was actually an infantryman, so he, oh. you know they they gave him a rifle and they went go go shoot Muslim people, and and that's what he did. I got to keep my ear necklace, like I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I was worried they're going to take it from me. 
But no, they just they shipped it home for you now. No, they didn't want to touch it, if we're oh. being honest. Oh, well, that's nice. They look Meanwhile, some enough. radar tech is get, getting paid six figures right now to go work at Lindbergh Field right. that he oh, got. Shit, he went to right. school for free through the Air Force. There are so many jobs where you can be hired for something afterwards. Like, turning out, like, the main qualification to be an infantry soldier is, like, uh, did you drop out of high school? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, they, they don't really prep you with the job skills needed when you get out. You know, like, unless somebody wants to hire their own personal army, I'd be happy to be conscripted into that. Wow. Anybody? That's <laughs> they use personal security right there. Right, That's I, right. But they don't train badasses. Like they don't. They don't train like John Rambo in the army. They train a guy who can shoot and follow orders. Like they just like, <laughs> like hey, can you hit something you shoot at like eighty percent of the time? Okay, we don't yes. have the money to invest to make you John Rambo. So <laughs> what I love is that I didn't know this until Damien went in, but he, he told me this is that he, you know, California has one ninth of the population of the entire country, right? So yeah. we're we're very prevalent in terms of population wise. He goes into the army, and he's the only guy from California in the army, and he constantly gets made fun of for it. Oh, no, I, I was called the uh, the uh, I was given the lovable name the faggot from California. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but keep it in mind, one that's all they had on me. I was a 21 year old ex college football player. Uh, amongst a bunch of 19-year-old boys. So I could go to bars, and they couldn't. And I'm the faggot from California. And two, what are they really making fun of? That I'm from a state that treats homosexual people with dignity and respect? <laughs> yes. These are both points that I was sure to make to them as I was forcing myself on those intolerant homophobes. <laughs> Don't you know? Don't tell anybody. They won't believe you. <laughs> so, so you... Did the army thing, and then w w when did you start getting into comedy? Uh, well, I got out of the army, uh, started, got graduated from college up in Sacramento, started doing comedy up up there. All right. uh, uh, because I know here's here's the reason. Uh, I grew up with with Bobby. Uh, we were in a constant, con like a constant, uh, we, we called it the comedy dojo, our okay. group. Like, if you weren't funny, you were kicked the fuck out of our group real quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and every day we'd go and train in our dojo. Well, yeah, and, and I have always said, like, Damien... Damien was always a stand-up comic, uh, mm. and I kind of had that too. I was always a stand-up comic. We just didn't didn't do comedy at that yeah, point, yeah. you know. And eventually, you figure that out, and you find it out, and you go on stage and tell a few jokes, and you go, "Oh, this is what I was supposed to be doing the whole time. This whole time, I was bothering people at parties with my bullshit. <laughs> I should have been doing this." Yeah. But because Bobby's a real go-getter and I'm a piece of shit, it took him going up on stage and saying, like, yeah, I did this great set and I did really good. I was like, in my head, I was like, no, I'm way funnier than that asshole. There's no way he's going to be the comedian of the group. Okay, I guess i got to start doing stand-up comedy. And that's why I started doing stand-up comedy. Spite. Yeah. yeah. Until he quits, I can't stop. So. Uh, <laughs> well, and we got really lucky, too, because then he moved back down here. Uh, I, I got... Uh, I, I finished my job in the desert and I got to back, live back in civilization and uh, we did stand up for a little bit in the open mics and realized man we didn't, we're not getting enough time and we just decided fuck it let's start our own show we went out and found a venue we started our own show called the Comedy Kumite uh, and it worked out really well we ended up having a, a lot of people come by and then because of that we got to be able to go do a bunch of stuff we probably otherwise wouldn't be able to do as newcomers mm. and uh, kind of build up a little bit faster and so that's been really good for us and then that between that and podcasts uh, we get to be a little bit lazier I think than most people who do stand up. Yeah, like like the, the podcast. Just because nobody in my f immediate family or friends has ever listened to the podcast I listen to, doesn't mean that other people don't. That's right. And every once in a while, I'll get a nice message on Twitter saying I have a comedy fan out there, and it's like, Aww. all right, let's keep keep plugging away. Let's continue <laughs> wasting this life. <laughs> They're not from Denmark, though. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, so, 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 how do you guys? Because you guys do your podcast at the Madhouse? Is right. that where you guys do your show uh -huh. too? 
Yeah, yeah, we do. Oh no, we did a show for a while at the Kensington Club. That was the uh, Kumite. Okay, okay. We both performed plenty of times at the Madhouse. We did our our uh, science faction. Uh, comic-con show there but no we do our, our podcast there i do a separate podcast called the degenerates which is just a comedy podcast i do that there as well uh madhouse is great by the way if you guys feel like going out to go see a show go check out madhouse because they always give away free tickets and they're a really neat spot it's on the top of horton <laughs> plaza uh and it's run by very cool people who well, let us tape a podcast what, what's the drink minimum uh might be two but i don't even know say you're a comic say you're a comic can you get in free yeah <laughs> i'm a comic and then like yeah. once i say like uh if they question you specifically mike say i'm a comic in fact i have a podcast want to be a guest on my podcast <laughs> and throw that around and every comic who works the door will let you in oh yeah okay so so they the comics run the place kind of i mean most comedy clubs yeah, yeah everybody's like a comic the doorman's a comic yeah. the the bartender's a comic the servers are comics and then that that's that works well for the comedy club because then when they need to have somebody open or show up or something they're just like <laughs> hey go up get, get up on stage right i'm paying you 535 i know that's below minimum wage but i'm doing it anyway get up on stage <laughs> free drink they get you get to abuse you get to abuse your employees a lot more when you pay them in stage time that's yeah. true so no, that's good uh, more abuse out there uh, okay so you guys so you guys both started comedy around the same time or you mm -hmm. went first and then yeah but very I mean pretty much the same time yeah so yeah. so do you guys travel a lot do you guys tour a lot no I've, I've I've done comedy uh, in New Orleans and everything but it was never part of a tour it was just something I set up independently and by the way uh, just being a, a regular comic from San Diego go do comedy somewhere else you'll feel like a fucking god that's true really? like I, I felt I felt like Anthony fucking Jessel Nick performing in New Orleans so <laughs> really why? Uh, the, the, uh, we're we're just close to a lot of talent here. Like uh, uh, stand up comedy is is very popular in Los Angeles. Being right. it's it from San Diego, we're really close to that. We we have access to a lot of great comics. We right. can see a lot of great acts. We know what's hacky, what's not. Yeah, oh, totally, nice. man. Yeah, like the L A scene is fucking killing it. Just oh, sure. Just uh, but but like with San Diego. Like one of the questions I asked Jesse and Jeff when they were on here was like, uh, can a comic actually make a living in San Diego being a comic? And like that's a whole nother story. Yeah, but I know a few who do. Like my really? one, of, one of my uh, podcast co-hosts on the other one, the Degenerates. His name is Ryan Shores. He makes a decent amount doing that. Uh, the guy that I've toured with that's been nice enough to take me some places. He took me off to Vegas. He took me out to a military base on San Nicolas Island. He's taken me to LA and a few other places. Patrick DeGear, he makes money. Uh, he makes his whole living doing that. That's all he does. Staying local, but or does he travel? He out? travels as well, but yeah. most of the stuff he does is local and everybody knows him as a San Diego guy. There's Mark Christopher Lawrence who does a bunch of movies and stuff. He's a local guy. Um, there's uh, Zoltan who's local, but he's he's mainly touring and doing stuff. There's, there's enough that you can kind of eke out a living if you're a top guy yeah certainly not at our level oh okay what yeah. what what level are you guys i, don't, I didn't uh, uh we're at the level where i think like if other comics were to hear we were on a bill they'd nod and say okay like they wouldn't they wouldn't <laughs> complain yeah, right. um uh, we're at the point where uh, uh, other pe po uh, comedians know of our podcast, but have never once listened to it. Right. So. <laughs> they're like, they're oh, like yeah. all right, I saw it on Facebook once, so fuck it, you can come in. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you guys are, uh, so how long have you guys been doing it? Uh, comedy or the podcast? Comedy. Comedy? Uh, uh, shit. I, that didn't sound like I was sure. Five, uh, <laughs> five years. Five years. But five I mean, years? I, I, I slowed down the past two years. I, yeah. I went through a divorce and like and like it took me a bit to, to get my... That was Like I was partying a lot because I got I just left a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> playing that vodka disappearing trick. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked earlier about how when we were younger, Damien's favorite trick at parties, he would fill a large glass, not a, like a large tumbler glass of vodka, and then down it in one gulp. And he called it the vodka trick. <laughs> and it, was, it was always a party pleaser uh, and a liver killer, I believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've taken years off my life doing this. What, uh, when you when you were drink when you drink, do you turn into an awesome guy or do you turn into an asshole guy? Uh, I... I there, I th- turns it into a passed out guy. Most yeah. of the time. <laughs> That's the best kind of guy, I right. think. My body is like a fail-safe mechanism. I think it's because I have to push myself so hard in the drinking that like my body just finally crumbles. I'll be standing one <laughs> second, and then I'll just be asleep in the corner the next. Uh, uh, I, the mainly way I'm going to ma- embarrass myself is like um, I piss my pants when I'm like that's <laughs> oh shit I, I, which isn't that bad yeah uh, the likelihood of me like saying like you got super drunk and started a fight right. that's it's there's probably like a sweet spot just before passing out but like you got to be like a mixologist to really hit that percentage <laughs> of, of BAC just right so, do you have a sweet spot as well, or do you drink a lot? Or? Uh, I don't anymore. I did back in the day. Uh, I, d- I did the whole college fraternity thing, did the whole drinking a lot. Uh, it was really fun. I, I had I had a blast. I was never a pick-a-fight type guy. I was always a, if I get really, really drunk, I will condescendingly, condescendingly mock somebody who's uh, being an asshole. Oh. And that's what gets me into trouble is I will do that, like, pretty blatantly to people when i when i if i think they're being mean or a jerk or an asshole i won't give them the like usual courtesy you give to somebody when you're sober and i'll just really rip into them and when you're a comedian you get used to dealing with hecklers you get used to dealing with assholes and so you're kind of you're really good at that part of it you know you're ready you're ready and when somebody comes back with at you with some shit it's like motherfucker i've heard a hundred people yell stupid stuff to me while i'm on stage and i've had to come back in five seconds you think this isn't gonna work and uh so I think that's where I get myself in trouble. Never violence. I'm a pacifist, so never violence. But I, I've been Bobby's one of his best friends for for years, like most of our lives, most of our most of our time on this earth. We have spent True. great friends, and I feel like now I'm going to let you know, Bobby. Uh, there's two people. There's Bobby and Drunk Bobby. Drunk Bobby is a rare is a rare find. He doesn't come out very often, but he blows regular Bobby away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish he could blow regular Bobby. That'd be a sweet yoga move. Hey-o. You're like Tommy the Green Ranger, and he's like Tommy the Green Ranger after he's transformed. Oh, like it's, you're just a regular asshole I have to hang out with. But every once in a while, I get to hang out with the Green Ranger, who is... A fucking barrel of monkeys, like Bobby, with less inhibition, with his intelligence and science knowledge, with less inhibition, he's pulling pranks. He's engineering how to how to blow the cop up in his house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That's what I did. I like. I Elonies. do love my pranks. I am. I'm a big fan of pranks, and uh, and we we spent a lot of time in our youth doing a lot of very elaborate pranks. We did a little very elaborate skits and in everything. Um, we once. Uh, we've gotten in trouble from doing everything from creating a van that was basically a mobile ball pit. You know those McDonald's fun balls? Yes. We were, uh, this is, I'll, I'll do a side tangent story. This was a good one. We were, uh, we were out there cruising around in a buddy's van one night. We were in high school and we see somebody in the McDonald's carrying out a bunch of bags. And it's like midnight. We have nothing to do. And they're carrying out bags that don't look like they're very heavy. Mm-hmm. And they're big, big, hefty bags. And she's going out to the dumpster and she puts two of them in there and she comes back and she grabs two more and she's walking through. And one of them opens slightly and one of those fun balls comes rolling mm-hmm. out. And oh. I was like, Holy shit. And I was like, wait, they can't take them in every night from the thing. And I realized, oh my God, they must have gotten new balls for the ball pit. And they must have a bunch of old ones. I was like, we're stealing those. We're getting every one of those. 
And so we waited for her to go back in. We waited for them to shut up shop. We go and we fill this van with all these balls. Take it to my buddy's house. Of course, they're covered in pee, right? So our, our cleaning yeah. mechanism was just dumping them all in his pool where they floated <laughs> on the top. And we pushed it around. And he had this <laughs> shitty old Dodge Caravan that had been vomited in and mm. urinated in. It was just horrible. The sliding door didn't work. Ironically, <laughs> it was perfect for this situation. Perfect, yeah. right? And so we're like, let's do this. So we, we limo tint the back windows. We bring it into our house. It was like a movie montage from like Camp nowhere like we bring it into my garage we tint the windows black i cut out a perfect plywood backing that goes against the drivers and passenger seats we put netting that goes from from that plywood backing up to the ceiling queen size mattress in the back and fill the entire thing with fun balls so yes. we're ready for this thing's debut voyage and we're like we can't wait we're gonna go downtown we're just gonna cruise downtown for chicks hanging outside this is gonna be awesome who won't want to come we're 17 out? at this point yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want to come in a fucking mobile fun ball pit of course hey baby <laughs> so you could jump on we matches so we're drinking uh, pretty heavily. Uh, Damien, we're actually g- going to go pick Damien up at this point. He wasn't quite there yet. And we're drinking pretty heavily and uh, hop in the van. And one of our buddies is in the back. Uh, I'm, dr- I'm in the passenger seat and my buddy's driving. And we're, we get going on the maiden voyage and we're so excited. All we've done so far is wrestle in the back with the thing parked. But now, <laughs> now we're, yeah. we're mobile. Yes. And we're getting, going about 45. We're possibly three and a half blocks away from this guy's house. And what happens is the guy in the back who's wasted starts pulling down the netting and just tossing like a ball or two forward at us. And I start screaming at him like, you asshole, it's going to roll under the brake and we're going to crash and die. I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop throwing it. And I think at one point I yelled at him, if you throw one more ball back here, I'm going to go back there and beat your ass. And he took that literally as one ball. And so the next thing I know, there was just a kaleidoscope of colors in front of my face <laughs> as he had pulled the netting down, hold, held it down with his arms, and then used his body to propel <laughs> a wave of McDonald's fun balls into this front cabin. And we're going like 45 miles an hour, and as the ball's clear, there's just a parked Toyota Camry six feet in front of us. And we hit this thing so fucking oh hard. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. I've been in a lot of car accidents in my life. I've never oh, been in one like this. It was fucking ridiculous. We hit this thing. The back of our van goes up in the air, comes back down, and pops the back two tires. Oh. We actually ride the front of this. Ca- the, we, we go underneath this Camry, and the Camry rides up onto the front of the car. So when the dust settles, I am looking at the exhaust manifold in the drive shaft of this car. This is just the underside of this vehicle. And we're looking around. There's smoke everywhere. It was the loudest crash I'd ever heard. My shoulders jacked from almost getting dislocated by the seatbelt. And uh, the guy in the back, I look over, his foot has propelled itself through the plywood board because there's no seatbelts back there. <laughs> Being in the ball pit was actually the safest place. Right. He took the least <laughs> amount of damage from the crash. And uh, the driver is all dazed and stuff. The guy in the back's like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> driver yells, you fucking happened, throws it in reverse. Uh, guns it on one tire mind you we have one good tire at this point because the back two are popped the bumper is hitting the front left so we're on the front right tire throws it in reverse backs up the Camry falls off the top of us then he puts it in gear and guns it and we're going seven and a half to nine miles an hour redlining <laughs> there's smoke pouring from the engine bay because the radiator's fucked so he has to drive ace ventura style with his head out the window his half his body out the window as he's redlining this thing going at like a brisk jog pace (laughs) 
we're going down the street and in no time at all I I'm, I do the first thing I think of which is I'm like pull over here and I take all the booze we have in the in the van throw it in a trash can hop back in and we get going again uh, in no time at all five cars pull up right behind us the posse is now following us from the house whose car he just hit. Oh, they have mobilized this team, and he's still going. And I'm like, well, bro, why are you guys? How, what, I'm, I'm confused. You, got, well, you guys are running. Well, no, we're in the van. The we're van trying is running. To ride. Yeah, they're Rolling. trying to trying drive to escape. away. What? Rolling away. <laughs> well, he's gonna be DUI because we were yeah. drinking beforehand, and we're 17. No, I think he's 18 at that point. I'm 17, so he's he's not only he's DUI if he's .01, you know, right. that, at that point. And so he's gunning it, and I'm like, bro. We're not. We're not outrunning any cars. It's, it's a over. trail of balls yeah. behind the car, <laughs> leading the posse. This is not. This is not the bullet chase through San Francisco. We're not going to make it yeah. out of this. And eventually, I get him to pull over. Uh, the posse tries to tear him limb from limb. Long story short, our buddy who was supposed to go off to the who's in the back who caused the whole accident was supposed to go off to the naval academy, so he couldn't get caught. So we had to like let him run away and no consequences. No consequences. And the uh, other guy got a DUI. I got taken home by the cops. Uh. Um, we used to pull a lot of shit like that when we were kids. We would do things. Uh, we eventually, at one point, we actually got hired because we got a, a reputation for pulling a lot of pranks. Uh, at some point, we, we stole like seven, 800 pounds of fertilizer, covered a, a chick's uh, yard and cars and with that and porn. And, and, we, and word got around. We got hired by a chick who was like, hey, my neighbor's being an asshole. He put up this spotlight, basically, in his front of his house. And it just blinds us. It goes right into my bedroom. I can't sleep at night. We've asked him to take it down three or four times. He won't do it. Like literally tells us to fuck off. Can you help us? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> we show up to his place at like 10, 10 p.m., 11 at night. And again, like Damien says, this is almost always under the influence. We're always a little drunk, having a little bit more fun. Show up with baseball bats, beat the shit out of these lights, get back in and run away. The funny thing is we go out, we party a little bit more. We drive back home. On the drive back home, we look and we're like, fuck, that guy's lights are back up. He went out at like midnight <laughs> And put that light back up, which pissed us off more. So we went and we beat it again at like <laughs> at like two in the morning. And I think we had to go back like two or three times before he finally got the point. Like this light does not go up. Oh shit! So it's, he went and fucking replaced. Yeah, the light. and in the middle of the night, that was it was there was a slight bit of respect underneath a lot of seated anger. We're not just breaking this light bulb there's like a thick casing that goes with it we're hitting it with a bat you know he had to mount this thing like right. this is this is calories mounting yeah. this fucking thing <laughs> what that's uh that's tenacity right there baby yeah, i mean we also did a lot of things i think we regret I th like there was this one uh there's one guy who like you know, he was an old he's an old guy he's retired he had this mailbox on this pole that was really long and it said airmail and it just was this this old guy's lovable joke that he had, you know, like, oh, I've designed this cute little thing, me and my wife. We had a buddy who got drunk and just was so pissed at this stupid joke. <laughs> and so, yeah, Bad. I mean, point is, drinking and, and vengeance can lead you down a dark path. So we beat the shit out of this dude's mailbox, this retired guy's mailbox. Probably... I think this. We're, I mean, statute of limitations is up, but the dirtbag statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah. Is. I mean, we had a lo we had a lot of fun when we were younger. We would party and go do silly stuff. We we used to steal ducks and put them in people's houses. Such a great, <laughs> such a great prank. Yeah, they yeah, shit yeah. all the time. They shit everywhere, and then you know you're also like, how did this duck get in my house? One one of my favorite. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One of my favorite ones is we were at my buddy's house and he had a cage that had a ground squirrel in it because his parents like had put it out. They're like, oh, these ground squirrels are eating it up, and they had caught a ground squirrel. And it was a live trap cage. He's like, I got this ground squirrel. What do you want to do? And I'm like, <laughs> well, we could just let it go like assholes, or we could tie a bell to its tail and put it in someone's house. <laughs> Shut the fuck. 
So we tied a bale to its tail, and uh, we drove out to this buddy's house uh, that we had, and we're like, all right, we're going to do it. And the, the hard part was we had to get the squirrel out of the cage, which is actually pretty hard. Oh, they don't want to leave. They don't want, well, no, they want to leave quickly without you catching them. And right. so and so we were like, well, first we have to quarantine this. We don't have eight guys in this car for this. So we all get out except for me and the one dude whose job it is to get the squirrel out of the cage. I'm supposed to help him. Uh, he's in there. He's got Going gloves. In his car. He's in a car in a cage, and now we're trying to get him and hold him so we can go throw him in somebody's house. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, we've already put the bell on his tail. That's worked pretty well. <laughs> and we're pretty impressed with ourselves. We think we can do anything at this point. And uh, so he's reaching. He, he Everybody gets out of the car except for me and him, and he we're in the backseat of this car, and he starts reaching in, and the squirrel literally... I don't know why we didn't think it would do this. It just ran up his sleeve to get out because oh, his hand Jesus was blocking Christ. the opening to the cage. So it just runs up its sleeve and starts biting on the inside oh, of the elbow. God. And he wants out immediately for obvious reasons. But <laughs> we only have one squirrel. So we can't like just let him get out and take right. his jacket off and lose his squirrel. <laughs> we only have one, man. So everybody starts holding the door, car door shut so he can't get out. Oh, and we're yelling like, no, get the squirrel. Get <laughs> so, the squirrel. So eventually he realizes he's got no option. And he like wrangles this squirrel and he gets it and we get the squirrel. <laughs> and we, this is like the movie, like aliens like like the uh, somebody got locked biting, in and we can't we get the yeah. squirrel. Man. <laughs> break contamination protocol. We gotta right. watch you die. Oh my god! <laughs> and so he finally gets the squirrel and, and we sneak into the guy's backyard and we know where his bedroom is and so we sneak over to his bedroom and the idea was my buddy was going to use his car key to cut the screen. It's summertime, so this is yeah. hot out. The window's open. He's going to use his car key, push it in, cut the screen, cut it open, and we're going to... Just enough. Just enough. And it's going to be real quiet. He's not even going to know until the squirrel's running around with a bell <laughs> on its tail, right? And so uh, he goes to do it. And as he goes to cut the screen, he hits his key. Again, I don't know why we didn't fucking think of bringing a knife, but he hits the key into it, and it just knocks the screen in. Like just, <laughs> just right in Bang. to where you hear like a, uh, as it lands on a dude who's sleeping, right? Oh, shit. And so we're like, fuck it, and just toss the squirrel in there and run. And uh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> the best part is this kid's in my English class, and uh, we we get a hearty laugh out of it. He's a buddy of ours. We get a hearty laugh out of it, and the, we have this thing in our English class where you're supposed to write a certain amount and then, and then read it to the class on certain days in the morning. We come in the next morning, and he's like, "Oh, do I have a story for all of you guys?" And he reads the story, <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> My dad was recovering from heart surgery. Oh, my God. And the doctor said he couldn't be disturbed. So instead of sleeping in the bed with my mom, who would be rolling over and stuff and disturbing him, he slept in my room so he could be alone. And it turns out that a squirrel was must have been jumping from tree to tree and fell through the screen onto my dad. And we think oh. it must have been a pet squirrel because it had a bell on its oh tail. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then... My blind dog proceeded to chase it through oh. the house all night, smashing into furniture. <laughs> <laughs> the audience loved that stuff. Yeah, that was a good one. I, right. I had the best, one of the best moments of my life. Uh, I stood up right after that. I was like, I'd like to go next, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I start with, what do you do when you have a bell, a squirrel, and a friend who needs to get some. Yes. <laughs> wow. You asshole. Stood up in the middle of the class, started cursing me. It was one of the best moments ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> Team effort. Team effort. Hey, man. Oh, it takes man. a village. <laughs> it's, I don't it know. takes a village to put a squirrel in a dude's house. <laughs> Must have been a pet squirrel. Wow. That's that's, that's beautiful. I, I think one of the best pranks that I've ever seen was uh, was played on me, and it's not that funny Ooh. and not that energetic. That takes a lot of, by the way, that takes a lot of chutzpah to admit that. Congratulations, to well, you, sir. I only think it's genius because um, 
what they did was they took um, they took talcum powder uh-huh. and they put large amounts like imagine big Tony Montana Coke lines right. of talcum powder and put them on all five blades of my ceiling oh, fan. Oh, nice. And so when I come home one day, I fucking, you know, it's hot in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I flip on the, the fucking thing and I flip on my light and that's connected to the ceiling mm-hmm. fan. I walk, go get a snack. I come back and I notice that there's just a fine <laughs> layer of powder over everything. You're like, fuck, my eczema problem's really out of hand. And like, I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I just hear these assholes snickering in the back. Fuck it. And, and like, but I, I only think it's like perfect because it, it, there was just like this perfect amount of talcum powder layering everything in my room, like my CDs, my instruments, my everything. But it's like, like perfectly everywhere. So like for my entire adult life, I'm I'm just like waiting for that moment to to reproduce this because it was just so genius. Yeah, like yeah. I just like that is just amazing. You'll never find uh, a ceiling fan in any one of Mike's houses ever since. No, all AC no or oh, dude, my shit yeah. is clean. I yeah. fucking clean that shit. So fuck that fan. Put it on the floor. <laughs> I also had a video of. Uh, <laughs> so one day I came home from work. I used to have to work security, so I'd have to work on the weekends. I had to get up at seven after a night of drinking. I'd have to wake up at seven and go to work and then come home. And then, so I'd always be tired and just feeling like shit and hung over. One day I, I like went home and I opened my door to my room and the entire door just collapsed into pieces. <laughs> and then like, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And then they show me the video of my drunk friend who's riding his bike through my door and then they show him drunkly putting it back together, tetrising it back together perfectly. And then they show me the video that they were taking of me opening the door. Oh, that's brilliant. Like, what did you do? It's I live here. This is less funny for me. It's, <laughs> Who's going to compensate there me? Was, well, we used to have like this prank wars with my oh, neighbor. Yeah. And like the worst one they ever did to us was they, you know those um, those alarms that you can put on your yeah, door? Yeah, the window things where they, when they separate, right, it makes a loud noise. Beep, beep, beep. These assholes fucking went, they climbed up on their roof because we were in a duplex that lived right down the street over here. Across the street from the ebb tide, there's these like little shoebox fucking duplexes that are like, there's like five feet away from each other. So they climbed up under theirs, jumped on ours, pulled the tape, threw it down into our fucking, into our uh, chimney. And so for about four days, all you hearing echoing through the house, and you can't get to it because it gets stuck on a ledge. <laughs> So it's a beep, 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 for four fucking days until that thing just quietly oh, that's dies. Brilliant. Up. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. You know, just, yeah. Did you try lighting a fire, try melting the. Uh... No, well, it was dead summer, so right. they knew that it wasn't going to happen. And plus, no, we never yeah. lit that fucking thing. We were fucking degenerate dickholes, <laughs> drunk all the time, hanging out in the alley. So was, we didn't do anything like that. Yeah, the pranks, yeah, they're fun. Oh, dude, I love it. I love. I I, I mastered it in college. You know, I I had a great. Dojo of pranks growing up with uh, Damien and our buddies. And dojo then, of pranks. Yeah, and then I, I end up getting you know pretty good at it as I got older. One of my favorite things, uh, like I said, I lived in a fraternity for a while. I used to have a bunch of just kind of standard pranks, like the Axe body spray people, for whatever reason, would come to our fraternity and just drop off like four dozen Axe body spray mini things. And I was like, 
well, I'm not going to put this on me, but I can use this for some shit. And so one of my favorite things to do is we had bathroom stalls, you know, where you would be in the uh-huh. stall. I would wait for somebody to be shitting in one of those stalls. And again, we're nerds, so I know that the Axe body spray, because of its constituents, is heavier than air. And I would just get up over the stalls with two of those Axe body sprays and start <laughs> letting loose. And they'd laugh. They're like, ha ha, you spray me with Axe body spray, ha ha. And then all of a sudden, <coughs> and they'd come out and pants around the ankles, come out coughing, a bunch of girls hanging around. They're mid shit. It's fantastic. Yeah, those are, that's great. What, 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 hey, come watch this. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite ones that we used to do within the household is when MySpace was kind of a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like we'd all share a computer or, you know, or share each other's computer. And uh, the fucking dumbass who left their MySpace open. You deserve it at that point. We would put. Yeah. Remember when you could embed videos into mm-hmm. it? You had to like go and like do some like minor coding and fucking copy paste. Right. We would put Brazilian fart porn on their <laughs> on their page <laughs> and fuck it, and then like log out. So like when they come back, they wouldn't even notice it, and like they wouldn't notice it for days until like fucking their mom is like, <laughs> "What the fuck is going?" And then we would flag them and shit, and they would lose their entire account and all their fucking <laughs> stupid friends. And Tom, that was, that was a, that was a, that was one of. One of my favorites that still holds strong. Well, I used to love... We had a rule that was, if you passed out, you're fine unless you pass out with your shoes on. If yeah, you pass yeah, yeah. out okay. with your the shoes on... The classic rule. You're fair game, right? Yeah. And so my favorite, and the one that I used to love to, that I that I did was my coupe de gras, is <laughs> I would butter up a bicycle U-lock and slip it over the guy's neck and lock it. And <laughs> I had done this once or twice, but my favorite one is I did that, and then the guy woke up. He had a bicycle U-lock around his neck. And he woke up with a three by five index card and it said, congratulations, welcome to the only scavenger hunt you have to go on. Oh, <laughs> here are your, here's your first clue to where the key is. Oh my God. And I sent him all around the campus, all around the city. He oh had miles to go. He had to go to different classroom buildings and then you find another clue and then it would get him to oh another clue and then another one it literally took him hours and he's walking around town with this fucking U-lock <laughs> around his neck like an asshole and then eventually he finally gets to the last clue which tells him that the key is duct taped to the bottom of the couch he had been sleeping on <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean but that takes hours and yes. you're <laughs> oh but it was yes. so worth it oh my god how, how, how far behind you like like had you completed the, oh yeah, yeah yeah I was I mean I did it when he passed out at night I went around and did everything oh, and then man. he woke up the next morning which I had planned because I was going to be gone so th- right. he couldn't I turned that was, turned my phone off oh, can't yeah. contact me see ya <laughs> now you have no choice but to do this scavenger hunt your handwriting's terrible I can't read is it, is it, is it like 20 seconds street or? I know wouldn't it suck if I like forgot a clue like in, in the middle someplace oh, oh, very vague fuck. very vague what what is this piece of paper you, you have you have Galileo or something on here Oh uh, well, you guys invited us on, and we thought you know you had your the you used our theme yeah. coming, on, which we were very offended about, and we uh, wanted I to talk to you about it. So. Uh, Copyright. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a second, wait a second. Okay, is this it? Is this? Yeah. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Do you guys feel that? You guys I feel, feel it? it. <laughs> and now, Damien channels the dead scientist. Don't go fuck yourself. Hold on. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I'm gonna need that soundbite when we're done. Just the go fuck. Go fuck yourself. Is that you? Yeah, it is. This is fantastic, man. You have done your homework. That is actually the intro to this bit that we do on our show. 
Alright, um, just go fuck yourself. You've been very accommodating. You allowed me to come in early, set up cameras, <laughs> uh, set up candles all over the place. We got them lit. Um, for those of you who are new to this bit, uh, and for don't don't know me, uh, I am. My name is Damien, and I am a spiritual medium. He's I, not. He's not. No, I mean it's debatable. I've no, always no had debate. this ability to reach into the past and channel the spirit. Specifically, the spirit of a dead scientist. Yes. That's talent, baby. Right. So what he actually does is shake a bunch, say the word spirits as he's shaking, and then pretend to be a scientist while I then ask him questions that that scientist would know and he cannot answer. Clearly, there are some people in the room who are going to be skeptical. Skeptics but but I'll tell you what. You guys just have an open mind. Don't be this negative Nancy over here. <laughs> he's the Graham Hancock of psychics. Oh. <laughs> so I, go fuck yourself. Thank you. I am British. <laughs> All right, without further ado, we're going to get this thing started. All right, uh, dim the lights. Perfect. Awesome. <sighs> spirits. See how he has to say spirits to channel spirits. spirits? That's how you know it's real. That's how you get it. Summon. <sighs> oh, who's summoned Copernicus? This isn't the Madhouse Comedy Club. This, it smells like I'm in Ocean Beach here. I smell a lot of marijuana smoke and and... Vomit. <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Copernicus. Hey, who knew? Who Welcome. knew Copernicus sounded like that? Yeah, man. <laughs> not, not me. People are always surprised by my voice, by my perfect fif- 15th century Polish accent, which I'm <laughs> on display right now. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Now, I assume you guys know a bit about me, but... Oh, uh, yeah. I the gay list, I don't know. The gay list? Whoa, <laughs> you big like, presumptuous. Greek? Are you Greek? Oh, no, I'm a Polak. Quick, quick question. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm just bad at this. <laughs> how many how many Polish people does it take to invent a heliocentric model of the universe? Just one! Copernicus! Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's <laughs> actually what I'm known for. I'm a Renaissance and Reformation era mathematician and astronomer, and I formulated a heliocentric model of the universe. I published it in my book, Revolution Onibus Orbium Cholestrum. Now, I know I just butchered that, so you probably have a tough time uh, believing that I'm a polyglot, but I actually <laughs> am. I just don't like sp- speaking Latin because it makes me sound like an asshole. Yeah, that's what makes you sound like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I mean, uh, I, I derived a quantity theory of money. Before that, people didn't know what money was or what it was quantified at. It's actually called Grisham's Law, which is the law that Denzel Washington was the perfect pick for the Pelican Brief. <laughs> <laughs> I keep up with popular things. I know my John Grisham. <laughs> Um, I was educated in Bologna, uh, which is a city in northern Italy, located in between two slices of white bread with some mayo on it. (laughs) See, that's the thing. When you get Copernicus on the show, you can find jokes like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun podcast. (laughs) Oh, The tuba hasn't been invented in my time. (laughs) But you know what it is. Yeah, like it's I amazing. said, I, I mean, that, you stay up on your. Uh, you stay, he he, stays he has clarified before, yes. just so you know, that he has clarified in that whatever afterlife the scientists uh, live in, they actually do get HBO. So, oh, yeah. as yeah. long as it's on HBO, uh, we're going to get Netflix next year, but I um, really want to see Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, this is me. This is Copernicus. Uh, I mean, are you guys still skeptic? If not, I, we have. Some I test. was rock. 
All right, but tell you what, I know that Bobby, have I convinced you this time? This you, is my you, second time meeting this. Your snuggle uggle puss voice has never convinced me. <laughs> snuggle uggle puss? Snuggle uggle puss. <laughs> yeah. Pillow talk, I've been called a snaggle puss before. <laughs> there you go, snaggle, snaggle puss. puss. You could also argue that I sound a bit more like a, like that cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz, which is on HBO this month. Or you're <laughs> slipping into a little bit of Harvey Firestein, too. I do not. I, I, hold on. I, I've never tried this, but I'm a big Mrs. Doubtfire fan. <laughs> I'm going to try doing a Harvey Firestein impression. All right. Honey, I'm so happy. Oh, how was it? Was <laughs> it good? <laughs> <laughs> Your magical horn box is amazing. I have to get one end up in the afterlife. <laughs> well, I thought like if, uh, if maybe said, Bobby, uh, this is my second time meeting Bobby, and understandably he's still a little bit skeptical, so I thought I'd do this. How about you name any dead scientist at random, mm-hmm. and I will tell you a secret that nobody else knows about them but me and them. Okay, uh, let's start with the easy one, Galileo. Galileo. Okay. Galileo actually has the ability to crouch on top of a metal pipe and it will teleport him. Oh, so he's a uh, Well, like most Mario. It, like most Italians, it's actually a secret Italian ability that okay. they all have. Okay. <laughs> that okay. and plumbing. Next scientist. Uh, let's go with Einstein. Einstein. Once a year, Einstein comes down to Earth to visit St- Stephen Hawking to talk about the theory of how awesome walking is. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Seems kind of mean. It is. I start kind up. of a dick. <laughs> what of a cousin marrying asshole? Uh, give me another scientist. Anyone? All right, let's go. Newton can only climax when looking at the sun. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! The man looks at, at at telescopes like other people look at crotchless panties or dildos or something. I mean, to to your credit, there is a great fact about. Newton, which is that despite the fact that he essentially invented modern science, he used to spend hours looking at the sun, which is something like we wouldn't uh, tolerate from a two-year-old nowadays. We'd be like, stop it, you fucking idiot. Right, right. So what is it? He didn't go blind, though? No, he didn't go blind. He just kept plugging away. Well, they didn't didn't have as powerful of a telescope as they do now. I just think think people died so early back then, you just didn't have time. You're like, you just, it's like cancer. You just just didn't know that you were fucking going blind. We get more cancer now because people live long enough to get it. (sighs) Any more scientists? Have I convinced you? Or have I convinced you? Let's go my personal favorite, Darwin. Charles Darwin. All right, Charles Darwin, he wrote uh, on Origins of Species. Uh Um, Fun fact about him, every time before he goes number two, we'll say... Time to go write an origin of feces. Jesus. I like the pun work. Good pun yeah, work. Good. Oh, Charles Darwin, he's like the king of disgusting dad humor in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about uh, Louis Pasteur? Louis Pasteur. Okay, fun fact about him. He never would have invented pasteurization if he had known that urine was already sterile. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> he only drank urine, is what you're yeah. saying. Well, I wouldn't say only exclusively, but it certainly was an erotic fair. Uh, I'm wearing a, a Tesla shirt right now, so how about Nikola Tesla? Uh, Tesla. Tesla has incredible problems with self-worth. Did you know that in his personal afterlife, Einstein's thugs still beat him and burn his lab? <laughs> so it, even in the afterlife, he is still kind of bullied around by Wonderful by scientist, but had a loser mindset. <laughs> and what about uh, Carl Sagan? Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan regularly watches Neil deGrasse Tyson bathe. (laughs) (laughs) He says it's to make... I guess we all would do that if given the opportunity, right? Yeah, I mean, he says it's to look up for him and he worries about his hygiene, but I question that. I mean, I would watch it for other reasons, but... All right. Uh, Sounds like you would. Wait, any other scientist, unless you're you're convinced now? Uh, I'm not convinced. Uh, You mentioned him before. Why, Why don't we go Edison? 
All right. Uh, Thomas Edison, inventor of many, many things, but his proudest invention wasn't even an invention. It was a way to combine work and a way to get cheap elephant meat. <laughs> he electrocuted an elephant yeah. to death to famously show why Tesla's that, AC was more dangerous. That video is actually awesome. I mean, in, I mean, like if you scary. love dead elephants, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's, it's like it's like what the fuck are these people doing? Just yeah. it just like ding, it just falls on his knee. Like oh god, it's just awful. Well, my favorite part about that is like, so if you guys don't know, famously Tesla and Edison had this competition between AC and DC current, and he was like, I'm going to show you why AC is so dangerous. I'm going to shock this elephant, and it's so dangerous it'll kill an elephant. Imagine what it'll do to you but like it, it would be one thing if that was actually like a good example of something but it's total bullshit because either one of those forms of electricity will right. kill you a taser is dc will kill you just as dead it's based on the voltage and the amperage it has it has nothing right. to do whether it's ac or dc well every one of the people you've mentioned myself included were amongst really just a bunch of idiots yeah certainly the one pretending to be them is one all right let's top oh, it hey, off oh. with uh, marie curie marie curie you girls <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? I might actually believe that one. All right. Now, uh, now, unless anybody has some way to debunk me that I'm not actually Copernicus, I'm going to go ahead and count this as a win on the Damien scoreboard. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I, this is my bit. I always do have to debunk Damien's bullshit just because we do do a science podcast. So I, I would like everybody to know one fact about Copernicus, and I'm interested in if Damien uh, knew this about him. His dad was a merchant. What city did his dad do all his business in? Something Copernicus, Copernicus would absolutely know. I believe he was from Copernicus. No. So. <laughs> the whole time it was, it was, it was, he, was, he was Jock from Copernicus, and they just named you what you were. You're going to have to trust me. I'm a 15th century <laughs> scientist, and I know a lot more than anybody in Poland to this day. Uh, check this out, guys. This is literally true. Uh, Copernicus, Copernicus's dad did all his work and was basically from the city of Danzig. Danzig, Ooh. motherfucker. Danzig. Mother! There was a Misfits documentary on HBO <laughs> recently. I'm a big fan. <laughs> big fan of not my mother, though. She was all right, a lady. Now you can cut the bit and you can okay, go back Okay, fine, to fine. Time to go back to the afterlife. I'm going to go watch Neil deGrasse Tyson bathe. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. I always ask him every time I come out of my trance that I don't remember who which scientist was it. He never answers. But which scientist came? Um, would, depends on who you're asking. I feel pretty I gay know. right now. Yeah, so that, it was it was Copernicus. It was Copernicus. Copernicus. I do like the fact that you got the just go fuck yourself button because I feel like that would save me a lot of time on my podcast. I could just hit that at will. Is that is that is that you saying go fuck? That yourself? is me. Oh, yes. Okay. That was, that was, how we crafted each one of our intros very carefully. <laughs> how long does it take for you guys to put together like from uh, put together a podcast? Uh, well, I start writing it Monday. I go through a bunch of different articles i basically look through all the major publications then friday is the last day that they publish so friday morning is the last time i'm reading stuff i combine everything i send it out to damien and then we have a guest scientist every week uh, i send it out to damien and that scientist that friday it usually takes me a few hours to compile everything write it we do two starting bits one center bit i call bs which is a game where uh, Damien and the scientists and the audience try and guess which I, I read four science articles and they try and guess which ones are real and fake Yeah. and uh, so I put all those together and then Damien puts his bit together I send that out Friday uh, so eh, maybe six to seven hours of prep time oh, we tape for about 50 minutes to an hour and then it's about eh, 
somewhere between four to six hours of editing and posting. So it's oh, a decent so amount of time. What? Who edits? I do. You do edit? What do mm-hmm. you edit on? Uh, just uh, Audacity. Audacity? Yeah, yeah. Free software. For sure. No, that, that's a pretty popular one. I know. That's use. why I love this studio. You have an awesome studio. I just come in with like a portable podcast. Like I got some boards that hook up to my laptop and uh, stuff. You got a fucking sweet setup in here. Oh, buddy. thanks, man. It fucking, it, it, yeah, it made the podcast a little easy to do considering fucking we already had the equipment to just sort of and then it's fucked up because I'll, I'm using like $5,000 software and shit to fucking like master and shit. It's so, nice, man. But I, I put so little effort into this. $5,000 buys you that. Right. Like, well, I mean, it's I mean it's stolen, but whatever. Right. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, right after that, I tape another show, like I said, called The Degenerates. And because I just do, that's just a comedy podcast with some other guys and one guy kind of headlines it. I literally just show up to that one. Maybe I have an idea of something funny that happens. We tape it and I edit it super fast because science faction takes a long time because right one is we deal with a scientist who's not a comedian so we have to edit out a lot of the stuff Ava, they say. right dr Some, Ava? sometimes dr ava so we, we rotate in different scientists for different things we have a, a physicist and a linguist and and uh, a computer science guy a molecular biologist we try and move them around and uh i gotta edit them one because they're not always good mic people but then yeah. two if they say something wrong, they're an expert. I don't want them to look stupid, so yeah. I'm going to have to edit it out. So that that's like a lot of very detailed editing. For sure. But when I do edit degenerates, it takes me like one listen through, you know, right. maybe a few hours, and then I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll fuck, I barely even listen to it. I'll just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, You're watching TV and stuff. I do that. Well, no, I mean, it's like... Um, like the biggest thing like I've had people ask me to just take certain snippets out right and then when I have to edit in fucking music cause like we have a lot of musicians on here obviously right. fucking to music whatever right um but uh so I'll have to edit that in. That's the thing that takes the longest is like trying to figure out where the cut is cause I'll just be like alright well let's cut let's listen to that song and we're back you know <laughs> so I'll just set myself up so when post it's easy for me to do it but it's uh, that's like the longest I'll, I'll actually put into it. And then when I'm putting together like the show notes, like I'll just listen through to it real quick and just pick out a few like three things that we talk about. And that's how I do it. Which is, I mean, whatever. It's just, so that's what Rogan does. I mean, right? Rogan doesn't edit. I don't. Yeah. Well, he goes straight through, and I try not to actually. Yeah. It's like I, I like. He doesn't like want one crazy thing he says to be lost in the ether. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, he because like, he'll own it. He'll just like he'll go to his deathbed with it until someone tells him he's wrong, and he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm wrong. Well, what I, that's why what I actually like about Rogan a lot is he he will admit he's wrong. He used to be like a guy who didn't think we landed on the moon. He right. used to believe in all these conspiracy Sasquatch. theories. Sasquatch. Yeah, and then he kind of like. When he gets shown wrong, he he's got the man enough. I don't know what you would call it. He's got he's got the balls enough to kind of be like, "Hey, I was wrong about right. that shit. Sorry, guys." I, that's so fucking rare in people nowadays. For sure, especially somebody like you know he's popular enough. We we joke like, "Oh, he's just a comedian or whatever." He's got one of the number one podcasts in the world. Yeah, multimillionaire, totally. national touring headliner. He's the top of uh, UFC, top of so many games. Right. He could isolate himself away from regular people and be that guy who's in that bubble, and for you know sure. you can't tell him shit in the whole nine yards. And he does the exact opposite. So I respect the shit out of him. Hell for that. yeah, man. Yeah, because he gets the expert. He gets people he doesn't agree with. Yeah. He get, in which yeah, I love that. And it's like, and for me, like I, I try to do something like that, not mm-hmm. like try to be fucking JRE or anything, but like I, I like the idea, like he, this motherfucker, like we don't agree on a lot of shit, uh-huh. you know, like, fuck out, yeah, we didn't vote for the same person, fuck no, <laughs> <Chill> Stein, just <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it's good that we have like a different sides of the coin, 
or what? We have different point of views, and it kind of and it just opens things up. A I little think more. it'd be much funnier if you guys voted for like your guys were actually referring to not the presidential election, but like a very contentious city council seat <laughs> where both of you have very entrenched sides. Yes, BD Howard, I really want that in motherfucker here. in. I think we should have the stadium. <laughs> yeah, fucking stadium. Fuck that MLS shit. Yeah, what oh. th- was that? No, you fucking posted that thing. I read that stupid article too. He posted oh, yeah. um, oh, Trump got that? fucking. He, they started proceedings for uh, impeachment because oh, of a collusion with. Uh, no, I just thought it was a real fucking thing. But you get through it. He's like, and at the end it says, and this is a fake article. You f- fuck you, stupid <laughs> snowflake. You stupid snowflake. Which I love that term snowflake so much that fucking, especially like the millennials who think that they're these special fucking. Oh man. Fucking snowflakes who are just you know, so the, the, unique. They don't got jobs or futures ahead of them. Let them believe what they want, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Health. Now, is this contentious? Can we ask everything. about this? You, oh no, no, it's oh, fine. You're, no. you're, I mean, you I was, like, I was blatantly telling him he's an asshole. Oh no, no, I don't think. I, I actually like hearing different people's opinions. But <laughs> Me you, too. you like Trump? No, I mean, I. I <laughs> not that I like Trump. That I didn't fucking like Hillary. Well, I, I didn't like Hillary either. Like but, that. but. So my question so, yeah, would Yeah, I was just totally like fuck everything. Uh, okay, I got you. Cuz I would say like, like burn it off. Then how would you feel about his appointment of Jeff Jeff Sessions who's essentially been announcing like we're cracking down on weed. Fuck you legal states with weed. Mm-hmm. We're going after you. Yeah, no, I know. I I mean, he has a long way to go for that one. Right. And fucking and fucking collusion with Russia and firing the fucking FBI. Let's be honest, too. we all care about the weed thing a lot more. I I mean, I do. I do for I, sure, man. I'm, I'm, I, I'm really tired of that whole Russia shit. I mean, yeah, move but because I don't, I don't like having on. my hey, nose rubbed in my hey, mistakes they either. Got, <laughs> they have a special prosecutor. Prosecutor, right. they're investigating it. I don't need to hear about that shit anymore until you fucking prosecute. Whatever. <laughs> it was just a right? little funny. He well, was firing the FBI director who's fucking investigating. Well, who, the whole let's hear the prosecution of it. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's then, hear then the a bunch of people from of his from his own party uh, overlook a ton and to not investigate things that they well, said about, Hillary should be inve- investigated oh, for. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah, was insane. Like, and what about you? Talk. You guys talked about the EPA thing, right. Where fucking John McCain, fucking it, right. his own party, started voting against them. Yeah, and that wasn't even EPA. But thankfully, that was a, a one we just covered last week. Is uh, three Republican senators actually switched sides to make the vote fifty one forty nine against getting rid of a bunch of environmental protections that were from the Obama administration. If they hadn't done that, we essentially would have torn apart a huge amount of environmental legislation that keeps us from polluting a lot. And so, like, it's crazy because we always, people always be like, oh, those crusty old Republicans. But fucking John McCain and Lindsey Graham came out and literally saved the environment. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Lindsey Graham reminds me of, like, an American Copernicus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he's like the Southern Southern Bell, right? Uh, He's like, <laughs> I do declare that Mr. Trump has made some egregious breaches of power. I think it'd be funny oh, if somebody fuck. tuned into this podcast. They hadn't heard Damien's bit. They just heard that part. And they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, Turn like, again. Lindsey Graham's a big fan of heliocentrism. <laughs> Didn't he create the first model of the universe? (laughs) Now, heliocentric, is that where the sun is the center or anything? Yeah, yeah, that was Copernicus's deal. He came up with the idea that everybody went around the sun as opposed to before. They thought... Blasphemy. Right. (laughs) Galileo took the fall. Yeah, Galileo was the one who thought everybody... We everything went around the earth. No, no, no. He no, he, no, no, he no, no, took no. up Copernicus's oh, side. Okay, it's okay. just that right. Copernicus got away with it. Galileo, when he started, he didn't even come up with it. He's just like, hey, this guy Copernicus and Tahoe Brahe and stuff. They have some interesting ideas, and 
they're like, fuck you, you're not allowed to leave your house. You're on house arrest for the rest yeah. of your life. We'll put you in the tower. Yeah. Well, Copernicus had like family in the papacy. Yeah. And like uh, uh, Galileo was openly contentious and like banging a bunch of people on the side. Like, like he was, Galileo <laughs> knew he was the shit. And <laughs> and they were like, uh-uh. And he could teleport out via tunnels, as you explained <laughs> well, earlier. Yeah, what the fucking fuck, great plumber. He's like, all right, go ahead. Give Some me a house PVC arrest. pipe and shit. Cover all of the pipe around. Then Galileo can <laughs> teleport. <laughs> Okay, so um, you guys want to play a game and Let's call do it? Right? Absolutely. All right, so it's not it's not fucking I call BS, Ba-na-na-na. but uh, but um, it's not even close to it. So uh, Obama wasn't allowed to do this. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Kanye. Feelings matter, bro. <laughs> Feelings matter, bro. Thank you, Kanye. Um, hold on, sorry, that was the wrong thing. I meant to do this. The game is. Go ahead, guess the price on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> there are no winners, only losers. So you can go over or under, but it's the person who gets closest gets to not wear the Joe mask right Whoa. here at the end of the show. Which, after 80 fucking p- podcasts, I finally disinfected it. Nice. It was starting to smell, I heard, from one of our past guests. Well, I knew it was starting to smell. And it was kind of like a running joke, like, haha, you gotta wear the You gotta wear mask. the fucking mask. I love it. <laughs> I love consequences. Yeah, Brian uh, and I are honored by this, uh, that we get the clean mask. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I think well, last it's week a, was... it's a couple in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, There's God, been a couple So we don't know what it smells like shit again. Now, just so I'm clarifying, people just put it on to put it on. We're like, whoa, watch out. <laughs> You're actually talking office. about one specific item, right? Yes. So it's kind of like the price is right, but you can go over. Right. We're not talking about like the average of all the no, hairbrushes no, no, on. No no no. Right. no, 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 no. It's going to be one watch, specific Watch, she's going to show us a picture, give us the description. Gotcha. And if you get dead on, if you get the, the exact correct price you get a pin off the wall there so you do get nice. a prize and there you got Costanza up there with the oversized wallet you got uh, Mike Nick Nolte from Mike Tyson's punch out uh, you got Michael Jordan crying Michael Jordan crying in There's space Muslim Bobby that's one. you that's Band you I like that Nick Nolte's mugshot I see uh, some anti-Trump stuff build the some wall fa. build the wall buttons um, uh, the Westworld maze Air Jordan uh, we're just naming buttons now yeah. <laughs> that no one can see <laughs> good pod that's a nice <laughs> so okay, so With here we my go. Little eye. Uh, beautiful religious stain and leaded, leaded glass window, Ooh. circa 1950s. This is on North Hollywood, California. They fucking stole this shit out of the church. Um, this is a very beautiful religious stained and leaded glass window from a church back on the East Coast. Oh, okay, circa 1950s, and it. And in great condition. Lots of very nice colors on the glass. Um, the size is 57 and a half height, 47 and a half width. This would be great for a religious group, new church, or even a place where people pray and worship. It can be great for someone's home. I have a photo that I can email to you, which it's already oh, what here. what the fuck? Contact me, sell, whatever. Oh, keep in mind that I do not have any light sh- shining through the window there are some beautiful colors okay so there's no light shining through it that'll affect my answer that's that's definitely so all right i have i have a question i don't know if it's okay. you read everything where on the east coast is it from because if it's from the hamptons versus jersey it's gonna right. change my answer so, well they don't go into specifics what's the that, zip code but uh, zip code? damn my east coast zip code let's start with bobby all right uh let's see what's a basically a four by four stained glass that's gonna be a big piece of from glass 1950 yeah, and it's it had to come. Leaded. You want to see it again? Too, though. Had to come over. Uh, 
just shipping on that would have been expensive. We're not shipping that. Oh, are we counting? Are we counting shipping in this? No, no, no. no but no, I'm no, saying no. just sure just to bring up. it over. You know, they had somebody had to to really like that thing. It's in North Hollywood. I am gonna go four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh shit! I think you're a little. Damien Mercado, Damien Market. Um, now, um, I was really hoping it'd be tighter. I think Bobby. I think Bobby went the opposite. Like, you know, the price is right. You, you say one dollar or something if you're yeah. really unsure. Comes out like it feels like your answer was for like a reverse Price is Right, where you don't know. Right. Because I wasn't looking at Sistine Chapel quality, four hundred fifty dollars. By the way, that's what I assume. No that's what I assume. There's Sistine no Chapel. light. Coming through, yeah. So you can't even see. I can't see the beauty. You're the right. The beauty and lots and of colors. There was like blue. I feel like Damien wasn't keeping that in mind when mauve. he was told specifically to keep that in mind. What a Camacho! There's some beautiful. Love. Oh, I was gonna use that one. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that. <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm sorry, but your test scores came in. Your son's gonna be in the Camacho program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am gonna go twenty five dollars. Twenty five. Buckaroo. Oh my god, that was horrible. Antiques Roadshow says. Andrew, let's see. Fuck it. The guy who's been fucking talking all night couldn't shut this guy We're up. Have to edit Auctioneer all that Andrew. Shit out. <laughs> Auctioneer Andrew. Or editing. Alliteration is everything, baby. Come on. 50 bucks. All right. Oh, man. I like that because you asked Damien out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm Dude, gonna it's 550, scoop, scoop. baby. 550. All right. Oh, Jesus. That's right. 550. 550. <laughs> Actual retail price on Craigslist. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh shit! Actual retail price on Craigslist. Four fifty. Whoa! <laughs> Damn, you got a button. You get a button. You go ahead, please go over and oh, pick out man. your button. What do you get? Can what I? Do you get? Can I just get that at the end of the show, or do I have to get it right nah, now? No, you can get it at the end of the show. I just like to know, and our audience like oh, to okay. know what what you pick. I think I'm gonna have to go with Mike Tyson Punch Out, man. That's a pretty yeah. lucky yeah. So thank you so like much. It. Bobby like is gonna it. go with choice. Mike Tyson Punch Out. I like it. He won. Good choice. And he picked the pain I would have picked. Yeah. Is, I regret oh, telling you that. Not many people hit. I mean, I've been within a dollar. I'm That's living the life you wish you were living, Mercado. <laughs> so, so here's here's how it works. Now you um, now you get to sit out. You don't Ooh. have to wear the mask. Now it's between these three. Uh, and he's already got a button. So you already got a button, so you're so out. Yeah, we just made a new rule right there. Uh, can he, nice, can we shut you? off his mic? I don't want him to weigh in. <laughs> on things. No, 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 no I'm mic. still gonna mock you. Turn off his. I don't mic. want him to be giving pricing adv- information to these two. I, I don't think mic that'll off. be a problem. I do a lot of secondhand construction. I'm pretty good at getting old like parts of houses and shit. So Bobby is out of. The race for the mask. Damn. And yeah. so let's go on to our next item up for bid. This is a Vasani wine refrigerator. 17 oh, I got inch, this. 28 I bottle this. wine cooler Ooh, in 28. Stainless. I was looking for the 32. It's brand new Vasani 28 bottle wine cooler. Chills up to 28 bottles Ooh. of wine at one time. Keeps contents between 39. What's the A with the little squiggly line over it? I don't know what that Amber-age. is. I, I don't even think that's a thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, okay. Well, anyways, uh, that's, 39 that's degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, even... it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's six wooden wine shelves keep bottles organized and easily accessible. Each shelf, including bottom rack, holds up to four bottles. Shelves can be removed to accommodate larger bottles. Premium appearance 
features stainless steel door and matching stainless steel handle blue led interior light elegantly highlights contents uh reversible door design for flexible placement options Boop. here we go so i'll show you the picture it's brand new vasani wine chiller thing yes Oh, okay. I know that. I know that fridge. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it at I was, so let's uh let's start with Damien. Let's go. With let's start with the guests. See, yeah. I was married for two years to a rich, classy bitch. So you don't and know I the price of shit. She would have paid four hundred dollars for that. Four hundred dollars. Oh man, you're way over. So. Andrew, I, what's here from you? I'll go. I'll go half. To, I'll go one ninety nine. Oh, I'm gonna go right in between at two fifty. Yeah, well, that's kind of something. Not really, but yeah, whatever. Actual retail price. Two fifty. Come and get it. Two ninety-five. Oh, that's me. Out. That's me. That's me. That's me. He. Okay, so now we're at. We're here at death between. Um. Auctioneer Andrew. I'm going to be honest with you. I I really want to wear this mask. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it. He just wants to wear the mask. He can just wear the mask. I mean, I don't know. I got to win it fair and square. Calm down. Calm down. Motherfucker went higher than retail on that shit. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how money works. I didn't read off. One million dollars. That's why I said you don't know the present. Copernicus was the economist, not Damien. I have no idea how things work. There we go. He did say that I left this out because I thought it was too Revealing, but he uh, said it was four fifty oh. new. So I left that out. So you See, would. I want an apology for all the shit I just took. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for vindicating me. Yes, no problem. Okay, okay. This one's good. This one's good. All right. All right. Um, you said six hundred, didn't you? Um, Air Jordan Space Jam edition, oh. size eleven. Oh this shit! Is out of Space Jam San Francisco, edition. Uh, Ingleside. Shoe? Wait, is this for Wait. an adult? Are these in the box? Size size eleven's an size, adult shoe, right? No, 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 no. Space Jam eleven, size nine and a half. Sorry. Yes, that's still an adult. It is adult. size shoe. Adult. So like. Are there are there guys just rolling around with Space Jam sneakers? This is a like, relic. This, this right. is an antique from yeah, like you know. This is the Jordans, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. these are the Jordans oh, See, from shit. Space Jam. So basically. antique Jordans. The Jordans that he wore in Space Jam. Air Jordan Eleven Space Jam, size nine and a half. They have like Marvin the Martian. Well, thankfully Damien is kind of a sneakerhead, so this is right up his alley. This might be yeah, him. see, I've, I've driven by malls on the nights where Jordans are being released, and that's that was crazy. That was a big culture clash. I know there's a high demand, and people will pay. Do they still do that yeah. for a shoe? I, do I think they, they do. Do they yeah. still do that for yeah. shoe releases? Yeah. And so for something like this, I, or the white guy oh, version, which is a Harry Potter book so, release, um, people would like not get them and shit. These uh, these have never been worn or tried on. Oh, only uh, out for pictures. Uh, Please shit. text if interested. No trade. This is a serious sneaker collector. Right, I'm gonna right see here. a picture. Oh wow. great. This guy's a serious sneaker collector. Alright. Got it. Ooh, look at that. Alright, who wants to go first? I know how much. Listen, I you're you've been itching you to guys, talk this you whole can't, time. No, you I, if you guys can't get okay, rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. Rock, paper, west um, one on one. One, two, three, go. Yeah, one, two, three, go. No, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> one, two, three, go. Okay, <laughs> Andrew had rock. Damian wa- Market had. He scissors. wanted to defer to me. I think so, that was his. Uh, Damian right, lost, and so um, here we go. Uh, I will say three hundred dollars. 
Oh my god, really? They're fucking Jordans. I don't know what this means, but apparently that means something in certain communities. Andrew, what say you, sir? 249. Oh my god, you guys are horrible, I think. I'm going <laughs> to go like 1200. 1200. Are you are you still want yeah, yeah, to are you, are you, are you, Is he back man. in for the ma- for the mic? <laughs> of course, no, still has a pin. You're the co-host. Is there is Mike Fuck is Mike no, a real stickler for the, the rules? rules? I play yeah, I by the rules. Nobody gets a pin. Nobody gets a pin unless you earn this motherfucker. That's right. You gotta earn it. If I just have one, then they don't mean anything. How, Tyson. Many, how many pins have been won, by the way? Like two, right? Two three. or three. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of those pins are for show, because statistically, you know not a lot of people are coming away right. with one. Exactly. That's what I mean. And if you have one, it's like and I mean Nick know. Nolte. Badge of honor. I don't want to see Nick Nolte Some go. Weeds. Right. And there's an Air Jordan up there, and too. And this is Damien's second time on the podcast, so he should have walked in here with the pin on his shirt this already. Is his third I, time. I, left, second. I left before they played this game you last did. time. You uh, did. Right. Him and Tommy fucking right. bailed. Let's do it. Actual retail price on Craigslist. And for the man, bam, bam. And for the glory and for the picture that I will post on Instagram. All over the internet. All over, all over my 342 followers. Three hundred dollars. Oh! Damien, this Woo! is the first. This is the first. This is the first time we speak English. I was about to fight Tyson pin, but better than Bobby did. <laughs> no, I already got the Tyson pin. Hey, you can yeah, take the Jordan pin. Um, Jordan crying in space. Um, yeah, so this is a first. This has never been done ever. Damn, I didn't. Andrew, I go ahead. Your call. Wear, wear your um. Wear the the mask. It's I have relatively. Clean. I have been oh, you on gotta go over the top. Like fifty. I've I've been on so many shows. Yeah, two perfects two, in the same show. This two. is like that uh, Price is Right, where like three people rolled a dollar. Yeah, something <laughs> at the end. Damn. Yeah, they. Uh, so that that's that's pretty incredible. Which one are you gonna pick? You gotta tell the audience. Oh, see, see, Nick Nolte's mugshots looking pretty sweet. Gone. All right, there's plenty of those. Yeah. Cash me outside. How about that? Cash uh, me outside. That bitch. No, yeah. I don't want to reward her in any way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, in fact, I'm so I'm offended a, how much money she's making. Hey, look, who's yeah. that? Is that O Dog? Yeah, fucking David oh, Spade. Oh, Cameron. Cameron's up there. No, but isn't that? Oh wait, is that Legend of Zelda? Is the cheeseburger still? one up where's, there? Where's the Legend of Zelda? All I right. think that's Legend of Zelda. You know what? I, the George Costanza one's looking pretty yeah, sweet. I think they, I'm gonna yeah, grab oh, that no, one once. Nate from Boostive took that one too. Ah! The oversized wallet Costanza. So so wait, you you've only had two winners before, but we just doubled that you in did. one this episode. Is, this is this has been one See, of my that's favorite what happens episodes. When we, actually. You invite like the smart. Yeah, you and, the and Damien and Damien and the Camacho yeah. over here and the Camacho. <laughs> so wait, who is the mask of? <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe. Which Drew. apparently he's suing me, but uh, uh, he's there is legislation out there. <laughs> Legislation. Litigation. <laughs> litigation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking. Let, uh, let me see if my fucking camera. Hopefully, my camera can take pictures. Let's do this. Uh, okay. Lovely. All right. And smile, Andrew. Smile. Smile, Andrew. <laughs> and shut up for two seconds. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, yeah. Joe. Stop talking, Andrew. Stop Keep it talking. out until the end of the show, which is right now. Uh, where can people find you guys? Websites? Where uh, you w- yeah, com. And if you check that out, not only do we have our podcast there and that blog that I talked about with the uh, whole Mastodon thing, but also if you don't feel like listening to a whole science podcast about sciencey shit, we also basically take all the articles we cover, make some funny dick jokes as headlines and put them up there. So if you just want to really quickly browse through science articles, check out that website. You can also tweet us at Faction Science. Hey. 
Nice. Uh, what you guys got any personal websites or anything? I, I have a personal website, uh, Damien Mercado Comedy. Yeah, I have Robert it, Timothy Comedy, but not, I don't think we're doing much with yeah. them right now. Just go to the, the sciencefaction.com. Yeah, if you want to see a beautifully designed website, go to DamienMercadoComedy.com, but don't go there expecting uh, tour dates or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Uh, okay, uh, everybody subscribe uh, to their iTunes thing. Jesus Christ. Okay, it's getting late. My brain is starting to shart down. I like that way better Ooh. than the previous. The original Whoa, saying. Let's get this. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, let's just fucking end this. All right, folks, be nice to your fellow human beings. Go ahead. No, you do it. HJ's for everybody. <laughs> uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you guys for coming on. Do we wait around for the HJs? Or like, yeah. uh, that, does, it, does it happen on air? Or? Stick around, stick <laughs> the HJs included. We, we form a line and do reach around. Oh, yeah. HJs are super jacked handjobs. HJs for everybody. Do Facebook, do you live stream the uh, handjobs too normally? Or Mark Zuckerberg's allowing them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, we say horrible things. I mean, we said like fucking shit, fucking that. Every other word. Oh yeah, yeah now they murder. I think there's a whole channel of that now. <laughs> the murder people live and Facebook live. The murder channel. There's a Twitch one now. Uh, uh, like the theme reminds me of a uh, Simpsons episode with uh, Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. Oh, Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas.